Tonight on the podcast, we're helping you get over those Turkey Day hangover blues by talking about and remembering Jason David Frank. We're talking about Sony um, fast-tracking Spider-Man 4. We're talking about someone else almost playing The Amazing Spider-Man over Andrew Garfield. We've got all this, and we're reviewing the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special as well as we're going to go through and rank all of the Marvel Star Wars and DC TV shows and movies from this year. As we're the year's winding down, gonna start seeing a little bit more of that. It's Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked in the Absolute Geek Podcast. And let's get the show started now. Get it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Black Friday. It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're locked into the best damn podcast in all the land, the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I am Lance. And I'm JP. Oh, boy. How was your guys' Thanksgiving? Is that great? Like, Black Friday is not a thing anymore? I am stuffed to the brim. It is still definitely a thing. No, it's, it starts November 1st now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes through the whole month, but the, the day is still a thing. We were out there in the trenches today, rubbing elbows with all the other consumers, getting things done. How was that? Uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, we went later in the day and there was like nobody there, but we were still surprisingly able to get the stuff we wanted. So it was mostly all just uh, Christmas stuff for the kid. So it was a good time. Easy, easy peasy. But that's right. Yeah, I didn't go. My wife went, so I don't. I avoid those malls as best best I can. Yeah, out here we kind of just go to Walmart. Yeah, I don't go to the mall. Walmart, uh, Best Buy. I wanted to go to Best Buy, but the kid was sleeping in the car, so I was like, eh, we could just go to Walmart. So we went and got lunch, and then went to Walmart. And, yeah. Basically, but. the big draws out here: Walmart, Target, and Best Buy. Absolutely, pretty much. I think is everybody's big draws out here. We don't have a lot of malls. All we have is Walmart. Here, JP. All you have is the Walmart. That's all we have. We have to, have to travel up north to get to a mall, and it's not even much of a mall. Oh yeah. So I guess yeah, we have more malls. Oh, and than. Costco, Costco, and Sam's Club too. Costco, yeah, yeah. Good call out. You can thank the lovely <laughs> Hartman says Hartman says uh that he thinks Black Friday is a racist thing. <laughs> How about Clear Friday? You guys know why they call it that, right? Yeah, so they the stores can get in the black. Yeah. So yeah. no race involved. <laughs> that yeah. <makes> sense. <laughs> it's like white Christmas. Patrick, what's up? Yeah. I had somebody try to argue with me that white Christmas is racist. I was like, dude, you realize it's talking about snow. Was like, <laughs> like, I guess you could call it yellow Christmas. That's the only other different snow color I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> to kind my dog leaves everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, white Christmas is about snow, dude. Uh, but we went and saw Strange Worlds today. Took the kids. That was pretty good. I liked it. Nice. Jake Gyllenhaal is the main voice in that. I feel like that has not been uh, promoted at I all. I haven't even seen promoting for that I movie at all. I did not know he was in that. 
yeah, he started speaking. I was like, I know that voice. And then quickly realized it was Jake Gyllenhaal. But yeah, the, the promotions for that movie have been kind of dry. And then they're like, well, it's getting killed in the in the uh, the box office to Black Panther. Of course, Black Panther's killing everything right now. And I'm like, well, how many, ads, how, many, <laughs> how many ads have you seen of Strange Worlds? Like barely anything. Isn't it a simulcast on Disney Plus, though, too? No, it's not on Disney. I thought I saw it on Disney Plus today when I went to go watch the Guardians of the Galaxy. If it is, and I just spent 60 bucks to take all my kids when I could have sat in the comfort of my (laughs) living room, I would have much rather have that. I don't think think it is, though. I thought it was just in the theaters. I'm sure it'll go out. It'll be in, I think, Black Panther's coming uh, December 26th, so probably January you'd see it if you want to save your 60 bucks. Joe's Doolin says, you mean you didn't hit the Grove City outlets, JP? No, too far of a drive. I had to go up to Chautauqua, New York. Or only in New York. And then uh, we got a snow debate. Patrick says, the snow, it can turn black because of sludge from all the cars driving through the snow on the roads. And the blue salt in the road crews use equal black and white snow in the winters here in Ohio. Yet, Yeah, they use ash. Sometimes plus salt. Oh no, it's just a theatrical trailer for it. Theatrical trailer for Strange Worlds now available. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. I mean, JP, I know you you've got like elementary school age children, right? No, mine. Well, mine are uh, I think sixth grade to juniors. Juniors in high school. Yeah. The sixth grader, I think, would probably like it. Yeah, it's. I, I was. What was the last one that came out that was uh, Buzz Lightyear? We didn't get a chance. She even asked me to see that. She's, you know, a little different. Yeah, that one was okay. Did you like Buzz Lightyear, Matt? Uh, I thought Lightyear was okay. It wasn't yeah, it? Like everyone made it out to be, and the whole like gay couple in it didn't. Like people were making a big deal out of that, but it was all right. It wasn't like I don't feel like it was the the proper movie to make Andy get all hyped about Buzz Lightyear. Right. Right. Yeah, I um that movie was okay. I thought this one was better, but what was really crazy, and I was telling Matt this before before the uh the show started, was there's a scene in there where so the main kid is gay uh there's no like like kissing in it or anything like that which doesn't make what i'm about to say worse or better but the grandfather has a conversation with with the kid and says hey is there anybody special in your life he's like oh yeah there's this boy that i really like and that's pretty much the extent of it more than half my movie theater got up and walked out really yeah and i'm like dude are you like wow are you serious right now like it just and and i was telling somebody this story and they're like okay good i'm like what what like what planet do you think you live on right now like ridiculous they're like they're doing too much of this and i'm like okay first of all i've i watch a lot of disney movies with my kids and stuff not everyone has this first of all like second of all 
it wasn't even like sexual in nature or anything. Like this is a conversation that you could hear walking around the mall since we just mentioned the mall. Like you are going to shelter. Like, are you just going to walk around with your hands over your kids ears for the rest of their lives? Like they're like, well, they're indoctrinating them with what real life. Cause this is what happens. Like this, this, this is real life. Like the kid's 16 in the movie or something like that. He's, he's a teenager. Like, it's not like a five-year-old saying like, even that doesn't make it any better. You know what I mean? It's just, I can't wrap my mind around these people. Ed, everyone's ignorant to that stuff these days. Yeah. I mean, I, why we had Will and Grace, we watched all the time. I used to find that show hilarious, but some yeah. people are uncomfortable, but every commercial now has some, something in there to show every, uh, race creed and religion well not religion but race and orientation it's fine but you know it's some people just can't take it they're not ready for it need to, need to I, wake I up i just don't get it man it's 2022 like i don't understand it in the least and what's nice about it is like it totally goes over my boy's head like they're they're young enough to the point where they're not even realizing but my daughter yeah that's crazy to me my daughter it her response is to ask me questions about it. Right. And I've, and I grew up with a lot of gay friends, you know, so I've asked these questions of my gay friends. So she's asking similar questions to what I asked. Right. And I like the fact that it kind of. I can't believe you're going to sit here and call Max gay like that. <laughs> I like the fact that her response is to ask me questions. Right. Like yeah. we're, we're Christian, right? And in a lot of Christian churches, they teach you homosexuality is like this bad thing and stuff. And I'm like, but listen, that doesn't mean that these are these people are less than. That doesn't mean that what they're doing is wrong per se. Like we still love them. Like we still they're like I try to teach my kids tolerance of people and to love people, but yet these other parents just want to act like this stuff doesn't exist and it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, out of sight, out of mind. I think they—that's what their goal is. But it's but not you, out of sight. Listen, <laughs> you know, years ago, you—you you didn't have, we didn't have the internet, so you didn't see this stuff. That's why people like, if you come to these towns I'm, I, I live near now, these people probably in the '90s still had mullets to the 2000s. But now that everybody has internet, we can see what styles are and see what people are doing. So we're way more intertwined now Dude. than we were. Right, so you are can back see in, dude. Uh, I know. I see it all around town with my son's friends. I'm like, oh my god, I thought I got my nephew has one. He's 19, oh. and I'm like, you look like a fucking idiot, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> like, cut your it's, fucking hair. It's ridiculous. Nah, it's there's ridiculous. nothing like a good mullet, sir. I can't grow you know, hair, so I'm jealous. But still, if I had the ability, I would not put his way. If I had two things I could wish for, height or hair, I would pick height over hair anytime. But either way, if I could have hair, I would not style like a mullet. So I still get like from my same family members that see my my nephew walking around with this mullet. <laughs> I still get crap for my hairdos when I was a kid because I had the long, you know, fucking punk rock. I had a mohawk. You had at the one suicide point, of Tennessee's like, hair. Tell him, Lance, the rat tail is where it's at. <laughs> And then yet he's walking around with a fucking mullet and they're still giving me shit for a hairdo I had over 20 years ago. Hartman might get a mullet now. <laughs> All right. Well, other than that, how else was everyone's Thanksgiving? 
<laughs> Sorry, was that my ten set? My ten Other minutes of a, just ranting on yeah, shit. Yeah, mullet ranting. It's not like Joe Biden just going off and forgetting what yeah. he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just hoping the show up talking about bigots and. I'm not going to add to that. Mine was <laughs> bigots and mullets. Oh, man, it's a new man. show. Bigots and mullets. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why we're going to start the first 15 minutes of all our shows. We're talking about the latest bigotry and and mullets <laughs> hey while we're at it let's talk about these kids wearing high water pants that hey let's not let's talk too. about <laughs> your thanksgivings it was good i had high turkey water pants with what no do you socks want for me <laughs> i had turkey hung out with family i feel like that's a pretty universal thing i want to know what max is picking up at the best buy pickup line yeah what else could he need <laughs> i don't know Max once made me wait in line for the Avatar Blu-ray release. <laughs> and I think it's still... When did that movie come out? Ten years ago, maybe? Has it been I about that long? It. <laughs> it's still it's still in the plastic wrap on my shelf. Hartman, you should get a Scully instead. Uh, you'll bring in the wrong crowd with that title. Bunch of mullet-wearing bigots in chat. <laughs> how long ago did 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 avatar come out oh my god a long time yeah it's still it's still sitting in the 2009 oh came out in yeah, 2009 0509 yeah whenever whenever the blu-ray came out we stood in line at walmart me max and like three other people and At least you didn't buy the laser disc. <laughs> it's literally it still in the up. shrink wrap on my shelf, dude. So it shows you I'll never get that time back. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> my, uh, my, <laughs> uh, the Avatar two sequel came up uh, during the Strange Worlds, like before the movie started. My eleven year eleven year old looks at me and she goes, "That movie looks stupid as shit." <laughs> and I go, yep. <laughs> and yeah, it's supposed to pull in 140 million open weekend is what they're projecting. <laughs> what did Black Panther do? A lot more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did a lot, a lot more. That's a good question. Yeah. But. Uh, Black you guys Panther do any who is still seeing five days of 55 to 60 million that debuted with 181.3 million and it was supposed to have a 70 percent drop off week two so yeah but there's sure nothing else there, yeah there's, there's nothing else to see and like so strange worlds like, is out but if you think about it it's kind of a different demographic going to see that movie apparently younger <laughs> from what you said uh, i guess after people left anyway, so they must have gone to see Black Panther anyway. But still, yeah, that's still a six. So it says it dropped sixty three percent for sixty seven million second weekend. The menu, Chomps Are we on looking a solid at the same page. Opening. I'm looking at Box Office Mojo. I'm yeah. looking at Box Office Pro. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still doing well. I need to take my boys to see it. They've been asking me. 
pretty sure the menu isn't even <laughs> what is the menu? Oh, so uh, you know, it looks, it's look like a uh, saw movie or um jeez. Oh, Something like a, it's cut them up. Cut them up, yeah. Something I don't know. Someone hopefully someone saw in the chat and tell me about it because I'm not gonna go see it. Yeah, I had a pretty I had a pretty big life event happen on Sunday. Yeah, what happened? I got married a week ago. Well, two weeks ago now. No, a week ago. So on the on the tenth, I got married, right? And so this Sunday I lived out a dream. Remember, kids, dreams do come true. Uh, we went to the Clerks Three Road Show, and right. Aaron and I got married for a second time by none other than the Kevin Smith. Get out of here, really. Hundred percent. Yep. That's, that's Where there's awesome. a picture of us with this uh, print we had him sign because we had this. So our marriage license was actually we had her friend marry us uh, the first time. And she lives in Chicago, so she took our marriage license to her there to Chicago. We tried to get her to overnight it. We didn't get it until Monday. So I had him sign this print, and it's actually on my wall behind me after he married us. And then we just overnighted our marriage certificate to him, and he just got it today. So he's going to sign it, send it back to us. So we will have that's fucking awesome. I didn't know that part. Legal document signed by Kevin Smith that he married us. So there's a there's a video of it, right? We do. We have not gotten the video. There is a video yet. We okay. haven't gotten it gotten it yet um, because they were going to upload it after the holiday. So we will be getting it. But awesome. yeah, sweet. I got married by Kevin Smith, so I'm pretty as stoked as about got, that. As soon as you get that, dude, if you're okay with it, I think that should go on the Absolute Geek TikTok. Well, I'm sure we'll 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 talk about it. We'll see what happens. But yeah, but um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. it's that's 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 pretty good news there. I like it. I won't ever forget our anniversary, Joe. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Which one? I guess you're a week away. If you're you'll be close enough, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, which one are you gonna celebrate like, in the future? Yeah. Our our wedding anniversary is on the tenth. The anniversary of our first date is on the thirteenth, and then we got remarried again on the nineteenth or the twentieth. So like it's all right there. So it it's just gonna be a wedding week or a wedding weekend. So yeah, his his wedding anniversary is the day before mine. So my wife and I went to his wedding and then the next day celebrated our anniversary. Nice. <laughs> I've been I've been married for place. I've been married for 12 years now and I still haven't forgotten my anniversary. So I don't know. I don't know. Now the ones I can't remember, I get all the days, the kids' birthdays, like the days miss mix messed up because they're all in the 20s except for one of them (laughs) so it's like they're all different months but i'm like okay is william may 23rd or 22nd though the other one is the 23rd of november and then the other one is the 25th of july and the other one is the 22nd of october they're all like or 24th of october they're all like in the 20s so i i always forget which one it is my wife's i remember though december 13th 12 13 easy oh yeah easy one stop yeah. trying to jinx me how, joe how many kids you have five too many oh well okay i got i have four but mine are all even numbers until the last one was born and screwed it up it was like <laughs> 15 20 like easy numbers remember and the last one's like the fourth and i'm like damn it 
one day. She didn't let it one day. It had been 5, 15, 20, and 25 or something like that. So, Yeah, my youngest is July 8th. I remember hers. Easy. She messed it up for everybody. <laughs> the 20s and well, I, me- I remember hers, yeah. But there's, a, dude, you could ask me a week after my son was born and be like, oh, what day was he born? Uh, the 23rd? <laughs> I think, no, the 22nd? <laughs> the first one, you have all the pictures of the first one. I remember how much he weighed. I remember what time it was, how long he was. Oh, but yeah, July them, 28th. Like, I don't remember. I don't know. Sometime July 28th. Six pounds, seven ounces. Uh, she was born at 4.30 in the morning. I remember that. Yep. I got hers down. <laughs> I had to be woken up to wait for my first kid. Hey, wake up. He's coming. I was like, all right. Dude, I was past the fuck out, dude. I was on, on that little couch that they put in there and just passed out. Yeah, because you probably, you know, uh, Braxton Higgs or whatever the heck, you got to go a couple early and you're like, oh, this is the time. It's the time. And you oh, go, yeah. And you're, your oh, first no, one, dude. Yet. Your first one, you don't know what the fuck is going on, dude. I think we went back and forth to the hospital. Got to go now. We got to go like now. six or seven times for like a span of two or three days. Yep. And to the point like where I wasn't, my wife was like in so much pain. Now she's had four kids since then. And she realizes that, oh, that pain that I had, I was a wimp through that that's nothing compared to like what the real stuff is (laughs) so like in hindsight we can look at it and kind of laugh like she'll even call she'll like oh yeah i overreacted to that because what comes after is way worse you know (laughs) but uh back and forth to the hospital for two or three days i didn't sleep i think i got maybe like three hours of sleep in that span of two or three days to the point where our last time that they sent us home my mom like came was there for whatever reason for the last time and had to pull me out of the triage room because i was screaming at this nurse i said i'm not fucking equipped to handle this shit like you're gonna admit my wife now like i haven't slept for two days i'm fucking tired of this shit like i was pissed i'm screaming at this little 24 year old nurse that might have been five foot two or something 300 pound man six one just screaming at her like because i i was i was at my wits end dude i was at my wits end yeah enough we of that. thought her water broke and it wasn't her water it was fucking this might get gross so i don't give a shit it wasn't her water it was the mucus plug thing oh the same Which thing means, no still time to go fuck you matt you think it's the same thing but it's not the same thing because one gets you put into the hospital. The other ones, they said, get the fuck home. <laughs> I don't just yeah, got to talk about dude. my wife had a routine C-section. Everything went great. <laughs> a routine, a scheduled C-section. Yeah, it was, it was a scheduled Yeah, you don't even C-section know. That you don't even great. know what hard is. You don't even nope. know. <laughs> yeah. Our last one was induced. That was nice. Our it's last all, one was. It's all easy for me on Black Friday. It was all easy for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the later ones, the later ones like you know, you all you have your to go bag all ready to go, thrown in the, like you kind of expect like know what to expect. But that first one, dude, I called my mom. I'm like, "Hey mom, I forgot this thing that I need." Or, "Hey mom, I forgot the car seat. Like, can you bring me the car seat?" Oh. <laughs> "Hey mom, like she probably ran back and forth to the hospital." You know, at least seven or eight times because I forgot something. Or, hey, mom, I forgot to, you know, pack my clothes. You know, 
Can he, can he grab the duffel bag by the front door? <laughs> oh, man. That's like awful. having that, those, those first pictures of the kid and you got that old ass shirt on, you know, because you just oh, forgot yeah. to bring your hair. Like, what is that? Look at that ugly shirt. I was, oh, wearing, I was wearing an Invader Zim t shirt that looked like I hadn't washed it in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> and my hair back when I had hair was like all like fucking froed out and shit. Like, I, I just look so <laughs> fucking haggard and ragged and everything else. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, my well, wife said, don't worry about it, Aaron. My wife a, made me feel like she had it covered. So that's a good topic to transition in. Let's get into talk a little bit of geek news. Geek. It's an interesting topic because where there is life, there is also death. As we talk about the passing of Jason David Frank last Saturday on the 19th. Um, Very, very tragic and sad. This still, dude. Yeah, the nature of what she passed is also is equally, if not more. Yeah. Horrendous. Celebrity deaths never hit me. Like they do some people, I'm just like, oh, that sucks, or that's too bad, you know? It's not like I've ever met them, but this is somebody I've actually met, I've interacted with, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's the big part of my childhood, just like, you know, when Stan Lee died, that hit me a little bit, but this one still, I, I'm at a loss for words on really what to think about or, or say about it, because this is my childhood right here. Like, you know, we always say, well, they're ruining my childhood. This was my child. This was physically my childhood like oh yeah Power rangers was everything to me as a kid he was so young he seemed like he was a very like well to put together guy right like mentally and stuff i mean this guy has been studying martial arts his entire life he knew what six or seven different types of martial like he was like jujitsu and like mai tai or my mai tai is that what's called or is that muay a thai muay thai, muay thai uh he knew all like all these things that teach you discipline and mental health and all these things and then to find out that he committed suicide is what guts me the most you know like that that illness it doesn't matter like what physical or mental condition you're in it can it can like anybody can be dealing with that you know what i mean on a daily basis like it just it's so fucking sad dude so sad and you go on tiktok and you look at these videos from his former co-stars talking about him and and like just bawling their eyes out and you can't help to feel that as well you know what i mean this guy go went to every single like it seemed seemingly to every single Comic-Con would be the first star there signing autographs and be the last one to leave. Like he made sure his lines were always super long. He made sure to see everybody there. He was constantly like putting out. Yeah. Right. Aaron, he was constantly putting out like these inspirational messages and like 
like constantly he cared about his fans you could see it deeply like how deeply oh we lost jp you could see how deeply he cared about he's, his he's fans. so distraught he had to go find <laughs> some some he had to excuse himself to just get himself together it's just so fucking sad dude it's so sad and this is a guy that's been doing power rangers longer than anybody right mm-hmm. nearly what did it start 93 so 30 years of fucking power rangers constant. they were just I mean, they're getting ready to celebrate their 30th anniversary yeah there's a big anniversary right. coming up and he was only like, supposed to be on there for like nine or ten episodes yep and the fans loved the green ranger so much so much that they brought him back as the white ranger you know and he i mean through the years he played he was so popular that they turned him into a bad or you know again back into a bad guy with lord dakin so like it's he, he was he a regular power yeah. rangers yeah he is power rangers like there's it's him and the only other person i can think of that was as not no one touches his icon level status when it comes to power rangers but the only other person i can think of that has been equally invested to 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 power rangers like for the length that he has is amy joe johnson right i mean she was in the reboot like him and her were in the reboot like she kind of has that that affinity to the franchise as well well it's because anybody who's a fan of the show wanted to be the green ranger and they wanted to be with the Pink Ranger. Right. So it's just like, <laughs> you know. But if you think about it, like the Black Ranger was changed before the movie came out. Right? It wasn't Zach. They changed it to Adam. The Red Ranger was changed. Like all these people changed. The Yellow Ranger was changed. Billy was kind of always there. Right? Because he was in the movie. Well, he was there up until Turbo, and then he changed in Turbo. It became the little kid, Justin. Yeah. but uh, And then um, Kimberly was there in the movie and left before Turbo as well, right? Yeah, she was in the first movie and then left, yeah. He was the only one that carried forward because he was in Zeo, Turbo, and mm-hmm. then later in Dino Fury. As so, Doctor well, Dino Tommy Thunder, Oliver. yeah. So he was... Dino- yeah. yeah, Dino Thunder is Dr. Oliver is the black Dino Ranger. Like, the dude has just been fully entrenched in this franchise since... And he came after everybody, if you remember. Like, he, he didn't he didn't debut until, like, the... Like, later into the first season. Yeah. I never but, watched the show, but he's the only one I recognized, so... I was kind of shocked. It's just so fucking sad, dude. It's just well, I mean, so sad. Even we here in the Phoenix call it the Fat Punisher event or episode because right. even when he came to Phoenix to do a signing and a man literally bought brought a bag of guns to the convention to try and kill this man, even like seeing his his well-being and you could tell that he was distraught and you know, was definitely taken back by the situation that was going on. He was still there for his fans. He was still very much like when I, when I went and met him, he signed um, my green Ranger book. I've got a green Ranger I've posted on social media. I thought I pulled it off here. 
but it's back over here on my wall. I've got a Green Ranger book that's the the uh, Dragon Zord coming out of the water and had him sign it, and he took a picture with it, and he was like, "Well, do you do you want a picture with me too?" And it was extra, and I was like, "No, I'm good. I just I don't really like pictures. I just want you to picture of you with the book." And he was like, "Oh no, come on, come on, come on! I'll I'll do it for free." So even then, like, <laughs> he's he just a cool just dude, a super cool dude, yeah. <laughs> It's just a fucking cool dude. Like this one, really. Like, I agree with you, Matt. Like, not a lot of celebrity deaths get to me. Stan Lee didn't even get to me because the dude was like ninety nine. Like, I was expecting it every day that I opened my phone. I was expecting to see news. Stan Lee passed away. <laughs> Betty White. Betty White was a hundred when she died. Yeah, but it's just like Betty White's gonna pass away when his create when what he's created has such a a impact on your life and has impacted who you are and something you've been into since you were really really I small agree. like his impact alone like affects you like here's my my picture with of JDF holding the book I, that he's signed I for totally me, I totally agree with you <laughs> but the difference here be- between this one and that one was that this one seemed to be a life cut too short. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's the tragedy behind it. There was no tragedy behind Stan Lee. Right. I kind of felt similar when, when Robin Williams passed away. Like I kind of had similar emotions to that because I remember Robin Williams the same way that I remember Jason David Frank as Tommy Oliver. I remember Robin Williams from my childhood. Right, I remember him, Jumanji and Hook and fucking Patch Mork. Adams and Mork. Well, I wasn't alive when Mork was on the air, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did watch Mork and Mindy and Happy Days with my mom. But it it wasn't as pivotal as Hook and Jumanji and Patch Adams and and what's some other ones that he was in like uh, the Matt Damon movie, um, Fern Gully, Jamie, uh. Not a beautiful mind. No, Goodwill um, Goodwill Hunting. Sorry. Yeah, Goodwill Hunt. Like, and and he committed suicide as well. It felt like a life cut too short, right? And that's what really gets me about these things is that these 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 people seem like pillars in their respective fields, right? Because in no way am I going to c- compare acting like the stature of their Hollywood prowess. I'm not going to compare Robin Williams and Jason David Frank. Right. No, but they seemed like in their respective, uh, where they were professionally and, and in the fans hearts and stuff, they seemed like pillars, right. To, to where people put them. And when you have somebody like that, that seems like a pillar in this genre or this profession or something like that, you just have it in your mind that, oh, these are some really well put together people. These are some really strong people. These are, these are really, you know, almost, uh, almost with a, a sense of in, invincibility to them. And to the find out that they're suffering from these things that, that what I, and I don't try to t- minimize it at all, but like what normal people suffer with, you know. All right, theirs is magnified can be yeah it's just it's just fu- it's just fucking crazy like when i saw amy joe johnson's tiktok video her oh, talking her like bawling bawling and crying for this guy that 
I think honestly they were very good friends. I cried from that video. And then all the emotions I had from when I was a kid and watching him on screen and wanting to be this person. I mean, this guy was good looking. He fucking could kick anybody's ass. He fucking had the coolest sword. He got the girl, right? He was with Kimberly, who we all wanted to be with, right? He fucking, like, was the main star of that Power Rangers movie, right? The White Ranger was the leader of this group of, you know, teenagers with attitude or whatever they say. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, what we all wanted to be secretly or 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 out loud. Like, it just, it just fucking sucks, dude. It just... Yeah, like I said, it, it, it is, it's hard, because like I said, it is your childhood. It was my childhood. Like, that was my jam. I remember my mom going to Toys R Us and buying me the, the tall, full-length <clears throat> Power Ranger toys as they came out. I had that Dragon Dagger. I got it taken away from me at school for bringing a weapon, because I brought the <laughs> Dragon Dagger to school. Like, yep. You always wanted to be, you know, whenever you're on TV, I'm the Green Ranger. You know, you you always wanted to be the Green Ranger. And like I said, it, it, it sucks that it went out this way, like through all his personal stuff with the, the potential divorce with his wife to just to struggle in silence. And you not really know it. And he was very good at hiding it because even at shows like he never let on. It was like he flipped a switch. And when it, when it was time to go be with his fans, it was game time. But suffer in silence and and nobody knows like I, I think for me it's the way it came out because like it came out with less incredible sites reporting on it first and then i was waiting then you're so you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting for tmz or comic book resources or somebody a little bit more credible to break the news and i just i don't know if they were waiting for sources if they were waiting for what really what they were waiting for to break it but they didn't break it till later on in the day and i guess it was his like training partner or something like that that broke the news first all over social media and then people just started running with it but i've i've heard like i don't want to put out false information but i've heard like the way of the way he did he committed suicide and how they found him and and things like that so until it comes out publicly i don't want to really touch on it too much but it is just sad that someone who was get you know was so beloved in public was was so broken and so alone um in private yeah, yeah it's hard to believe with all the fans he had that he was alone but yeah. cement the chemical and it just goes to show that you know people can put on a good face and you really never know what shit somebody's going through nope. so everyone carries their own shit and you just never know what what anyone's going through so no idea what you say could trigger something on somebody else right but you're just so fucking cool dude yeah and it it sucks because his brother was also in power rangers and passed away um I believe his brother was the original Gold Ranger, and he passed away. And then now, and then Trini, the original Yellow Ranger, passed away in a car accident. And now this, so she passed away a long time ago. Yeah, oh yeah. When the when the series was still going, hi, yeah. 
which I saw a great picture of you, sometimes uh, they like people take the action figures and they pose them. And it was all the, the other Rangers, like kind holding of holding his helmet, holding his helmet, standing around with alpha number five mm-hmm. or alpha five. And the two of them, the green and, and yellow, the two of, yep, green and yellow kind of like above them. Yeah. It was cool ass picture, man. But I mean, it's, he never really, I mean, other than his karate schools and or Muay Thai schools and karate schools and all that martial arts schools, he really never like ex- went beyond the Power Rangers fame. Um, but he really didn't, he really didn't need to be because he kind of just, he was known in all circles at cons as being the nice guy and the guy, you know, the go-to guy at conventions. And he it was like Lance said, he really did just, he sat there to the last person left and he didn't care. So he wanted to make sure that you all got the experience that you were looking for. So then he, he was talked about how cool it was to see, you know, the adult generation that grew up on the show coming, bringing their kids and how them, their kids know who he is. And just the, that his, his reign, you know, time as a green range and white ranger has transcended generation so yeah my kids know who he is my my nine-year-old and an eight-year-old know very well who tommy oliver is because it's the one show that i showed them from my childhood because it was on netflix i'm not sure if it still is i think it still is but i showed them this show and typically when i show them things that i loved as a kid they're like yeah whatever dad my eight-year-old watched the first what is it three seasons of power rangers i think he watched those first three seasons like four times through and knows very well who all these characters are he went to walmart just maybe a year ago specifically looking for the green ranger action figure that just came out where the head flipped it was like a reissue the reissue yeah and he and he has it and he fucking carries it around and i mean how when when the when the new movie came out the reboot right and at the end of the movie it shows an empty desk and like tommy tommy how many of us freaked out maybe not jp because he didn't watch these but matt you got excited over that right i did yeah (laughs) everybody fucking did if you like the power rangers the idea of having tommy even if it wasn't jason david frank but just because of what jason david frank brought to the role we all got fucking excited it's just whatever. It's terrible. Just sad. All right, man. Let's let's talk before I start crying. Let's let's. Uh... <laughs> no, it, it literally affects me, dude. Like it, it just fucking sucks. But moving on here, transitioning over to new reports claim that production of the fourth installment of the Marvel's Cinematic Universe Spider-Man franchise is picking up steam. The report comes courtesy of a tweet by Cosmic Circus. Uh, in the tweet, Alex Perez said the source close to the yet untitled fourth Spider-Man installments have confirmed that pre-production on the movie recently ramped up. These same sources also allege that there is still some behind-the-scenes issues being ironed out by Marvel and Sony, probably about where it's going to fall in their their timelines, the specifics of which remain unclear. Perez uh, closed by suggesting that an announcement from Sony regarding Spider-Man 4 could be imminent, depending on whether the studio is ready in time for December's comic 
Con Experience event. Neither Marvel Studios nor Sony has publicly commented on Spider-Man 4's status, which means this report could be taken with a grain of salt for now. But That's what I always wondered, Like, because you told me that, Matt, that Sony kind of gets to decide when these movies come out. But they still, like, for them to work, they still have to fall in line with some sort of tapestry that Marvel Studios has put together. Yeah, I think they gotta, they're going to be, they're going to say, we want to get this pushed Are, we, are we blocking these people? Who? Oh, sorry. I didn't even. No, I just see. didn't know. Sometimes you guys let them ride to see how goofy they get. <laughs> so I um, <laughs> but I'm saying, I think there's got to be, I think Sony gets to choose when they come out. But there is cooperation there with Marvel where they're going to say, all right, we want to get this movie out by this date. Where can we put, you know, where can we get this to fall in line? You know, we want it to be out by this year around this time. What can we get to fall in line? And then they say, well, we can go between this and this. And I think they have to work with whoever's working on the script of the movie that this is coming out after to at least make a cohesive story. Yeah. And. And to me, like, I would assume that it's probably going to come out before Secret Wars. Because would it make a lot of sense for... Nobody knows who's, who Peter Parker is. Would it make a lot of sense for him to show up in that movie without establishing, like... You know, he's got to basically reintroduce himself to these people. I wouldn't would make be surprised a lot... if this is the if this takes the blade so blade was originally supposed to be november 2023 if they're ramping up production now that's almost a year i wouldn't be surprised if this maybe falls into that blade 2023 time slot all right but that might be too soon probably going to be cutting it i guess it depends on how far they are with pre-production like if they're done and there's a script and they're ready to roll and they're just waiting for marvel you know to okay the script they you know who knows but maybe or i don't know i was thinking maybe it might f- slide into that blade time slot yeah it seems kind of soon for me i mean 2024 makes more sense joe's Doolin says he will be reintroduced via daredevil uh and be a street level that New could work material. they did that they said could he work. wasn't gonna his contract didn't include disney plus well, it included, I thought it included TV shows, too. It included yeah. six movies plus other things. So I thought we talked last week that there was no Disney Plus with that. They don't explicitly say it, but it does say something about plus. I thought it said plus two other projects or something like that. But it doesn't tell you what that is. Let's see if I can pull I don't this. know. I well, don't... I, I didn't I So he has six movies? Yeah, so, um, because I I had figured with no one knowing who Peter Parker is and running into Secret Wars, if they had included him in Kang Dynasty somehow, Secret Wars and another Spider Man, then he's out and Miles Miles Morales comes in. Unless they're going to do the black suit after Secret Wars and do two of those or something, and there's his six movies or or whatever. So the initial report and rumored currently is that Marvel's deal. Um, includes him to appear as Spider-Man in six MCU appearances, three of those being a new Spider-Man trilogy. So three of those will be standalone movies, and then three others will be other appearances. So I'm assuming it's going to be, of course, 
event both Avengers movies. So there's two more. So then your third, um, it says that um, said um, Sp- Tom Holland Spider Man. The details include that Holland will star in three more Spider Man movies, a new trilogy, and appear three more times as Spider Man in the MCU. It said um, Snyder who is reporting this says he doesn't think that Disney plus TV appearance though doesn't rule out an appearance in daredevil born again, which would make perfect sense because he's already in- interacted with Matt Murdoch. Well, and Kevin Feige has been on the record as saying that Spider-Man and daredevil are going to lead and be the faces of their street level division. So their street level heroes are going to be, led by spider-man and daredevil so it would make sense that he shows up maybe tom holland doesn't show up but spider-man does you know you like you don't see him unmasked so they'll probably count that as an appearance and then tom holland it might not be tom holland in the suit but spider-man shows up in in daredevil born again which i don't know if i want that why does it matter not have not having a because uh, it just seems kind of uh, they do it in the Mandalorian all the the whole time like you could have Tom Holland's voice over somebody else in the suit and it's not actually Tom Holland but in the suit but you wouldn't know the difference just like you wouldn't know the difference that Pedro Pasquale isn't actually in the Mandalorian suit I, I doesn't bother me none honestly more spider-man give it to me yes please i don't know i i just i kind of it peter like spider-man has never been what like when he's talking around like other heroes to not take off his mask it would just seem kind of weird for him to all of a sudden not take off his mask also direct tv right now has a free preview weekend for all the movie channels so this morning I'm sitting here, you know, it's still my turkey hangover going, oh, I'm so full from last night. And they had um, Spider-Man Homecoming, Far From Home and No Way Home on, back to back to back. So I watched all three of them. I No Way Home irks me now because of, like, I'm sitting here going, he makes that deal to say, I want everyone to forget who Peter Parker is. I'm like, this dude's an asshole. He's an inconsiderate asshole because how is it that that deal isn't affecting these other Peter Parkers? I want everyone to forget who Peter Parker is. How does how does Toby and Andrew Garfield Peters go back to their own timeline and everybody still remembers him? Like it's, it's such a giant hole. Well, I, I think that, that that's gonna be addressed. I think at some point, like that spell or something is gonna have to be undone because I've heard a lot of rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not done in the MCU. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But... And I would not be surprised if they don't come back and they're like, what the fuck, dude? My wife well, doesn't think... know who the fuck I am. <laughs> not so you know? much, not so much MCU. I, I think you'll yeah, see I mean... Andrew Garfield in the new, in the next Venom movie. That'd be cool. I, I, he said he he felt like he didn't finish up his trilogy. Obviously, since there's only two shows. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's been he's been vocal about that since you know since it was announced that they were rebooting the character. But but speaking of Andrew Garfield, 
Uh, Joe Jonas confirms that he auditioned for the lead role in 2012's blockbuster The Amazing Spider-Man, ultimately losing out to Andrew Garfield. The singer, songwriter, and actor discussed auditioning for the iconic role in a recent episode of Variety's Just For Variety podcast. He says, I remember years ago I was up for Spider-Man, and I was so, so excited, and it was the year Andrew Garfield got it. He said, obviously, he was the right choice, but I remember that was a big thing at the time going back for callbacks and the director used to be a musical video director. So I was like, I, I got in here, but you know what? I love the process of auditioning and putting myself yourself out there and having to prove yourself. Joe so originally Jonas when I, Spider-Man originally when I saw this and I saw, cause I can't tell any of the Jonas brothers apart. They're just the Jonas brothers. <laughs> so I didn't know which one Nick or Nick or Joe or whatever the other yes, one is. It is Joe's duel. And Jimmy. it is the one that's married to Sansa Stark. So when I that's saw Tony this, Stark's I thought daughter. it was. What's that? Tony is that Tony Stark's daughter? No, no. Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, it's Reddit. I don't even watch Reddit. Game of Thrones, and I knew that. <laughs> oh, I should have known that. I, I forgot. He's right. married to the Phoenix. She's nice. Great. I now I know who that is. I even though I did see Game of Thrones, but nice, good job for Jonas. So, when I originally saw this, I thought it was the one that's actually been in shit, the other one for Jumanji and stuff. Oh, Nick. I didn't realize it was this one. Which, when I was thinking about it in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, he kind of has the look when I was thinking of Nick. This one, not so much. One of them's a little more built than the other one would be better Spider-Man, but not that I... I was fine I remember with it would be a terrible casting. Oh, they, they, yes, I agree. I'm not trying to advocate for either of them. <laughs> Sounds like but, it. <laughs> but uh, I had it in my head that that it was the other one and i could say oh he kind of looks the part <laughs> you know he looks the part his acting ability probably like you can't compare any of the jonas brothers to andrew garfield's acting ability i mean the guy's been nominated for oscars what three times now i don't <laughs> i don't remember nick jonas getting nominated for jumanji he well he got you know probably just do it says, i believe three-fourths of the jonas brothers have diabetes <laughs> But uh, it's called diabetes. Diabetes. Wilter Brimley. <laughs> I just realized that was a camcorder. I thought it was a fucking. What do they call those things from uh, Home Alone? Oh, a, a talk boy? Yeah, that's what I thought it was the first time I saw this picture. Did you guys ever have a talk boy? Yes, I did. A tiger talk boy? I did. That not. shit was awesome. Talk boys were awesome. We didn't have that when I grew up. Well, let's just be glad it didn't happen. Well, let's just be glad we didn't have a Jonas Brothers Spider-Man. Right. You'd Very be out much there like, so. Mm, bop. No, that's a different boy band. Mm, bop, doo, that's Hanson. Mm, that's Hanson. Shoot it up. Bop, mm, bop. But sticking in the... A Jonas Brothers song. The you guys Disney, name a Jonas uh, Brothers song? Um, I know a Jonas Brothers song? Yeah. Burn it isn't. I think it's burn it up is one. Wait, don't you play drums like heavy metal or something and guitar, and you're worried about the me? <laughs> yeah, I can't name that. a single Jonas Brothers song. But you were just singing the Hanson Brothers. I mean, that's <laughs> I know Hanson because because I was like eight when that shit came out. Anyways, um, in a shocking turn of events, Bob Iger is once again the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. 
is that it? I mean, is that going to change anything? Do you think he comes in and well, all of a sudden the MCU goes in from to clean everything up? When yeah. Bob Iger was the CEO of the Disney of Disney prior, that was because I think he was the CEO for ten years or or twenty years or something like that. Yeah, he did all He's the worked for the company for forty years, but he was the CEO for a long time. Fifteen that years was, as its CEO. That was their most profitable profitable time at Disney that they've ever experienced, right? Like prior to before, like Walt Disney was running shit, right? You know, in their early days. But Bob Iger, like if you remember in the early 90s, they were coming out with like Brother Bear and like all these movies. Like Disney was kind of in a nosedive at that time. And then Bob Iger came in, and that's when we started getting uh, some of the um, the more flagpole, flagship type movies that they really turned around the company. Bob Ch- Chappet comes in, and now could you really say in the last? Because he came in what two years ago? Could yeah, you really say the last two years have been that kind to Disney? Like, hasn't our opinion of Disney changed over the last two years? Like, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, as far as everything they've released, have they really had anything that was, you know, kind of monumentous? Like, besides... No, because Bob Iger was in charge of it when Endgame came out, right? So... Joe's Doolin says, here's the Disney rundown. Made less revenue per Disney Plus subscription, even after raising rates. Disney Plus lost $4 billion this year, $1.5 billion just in the last quarter. Yep. Right. A lot of Disney's losses come from ESPN. It's not as – it's uh, – JPEG had some issues, but he – they were doing really well throughout the pandemic until recent and even with the uh, the reopening of all the theater of all the parks uh the movies are doing well you know they're just they're losing subscribers on disney plus but that was their main catapult and Iger took that he bought fox he bought star wars and and then he propelled this the disney plus and then chapek took over and he did well to begin it and and uh, now things are kind of uh going away from the from from streaming and there's so much content that I think there's just a little bit of a law. I think the guy, basically, it's almost like Bill Gates when he left the CEO of Microsoft, the guy who took over afterward, and he's drawn a blank right now. Um, he, not, oh, geez, what's his name? Yeah, ESPN. That's what I was thinking too, Joe's. ESPN actually makes some money. No, they lose money on ESPN. That's their, that's their base driver's I can send you the rundown. I read the whole fiscal 2022 report. ESPN actually makes money. Well, maybe not I mean, ESPN Plus. Obviously, something is wrong there because no, there's cord cutting and all that. This, this ESPN is their issue. Yeah, ESPN uh, fired a lot of people. Yeah, yeah they know. So it says the company wrote in an official notice that Bob Iger, who spent more than four decades at the company at the company, including 15 years as its CEO, has agreed to serve as Disney CEO for two years with a mandate from the board to set a strict direction for renewing growth and to work closely with the board in developing a a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. Mr. Iger's successor 
or succeeds, succeeds Bob Cheek. Bob Cheek, who steps down from this position. So it basically tells me that they weren't happy with what he was doing and the direction he was doing and how the first time Iger left, he just bailed out and then appointed this no, dude he, out of nowhere. He picked this dude. He picked. Yeah, he but was it was like out of nowhere. Peck was in charge of of parks. So they picked yeah, him. He, yeah. Yeah. No, I was agreeing with you, JP. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he picked him for a reason, and and he obviously he didn't perform as they thought, but uh, you know they didn't give him a whole, they didn't give him a very long leash. It, it, it's a different time, you know. When he took over, Disney was making money. The stock was 140 bucks a share and climbing, if not higher, and it's now down 50 bucks from that time frame. And these movies all make money. What it looks like, but you and I all, we all know that. Those movies have to make double their marketing budget for them to be considered successful. And even when Endgame was making all that money, Disney stocks still don't reflect that. So there's something else that drags Disney down. The parks have been off for two years until recently. Prices are going up. So there's a lot of things going on, maybe well, cord cutting and, you know, uh, people well, moving. What I read, I read a, a quote from Bob Iger, and apparently he's been pissed for the last year about the direction that Chapek or Chapek or whatever his name is, has been Chapek. taking it. He's, he's explicitly come out and said that he was pissed about the rate increases at the parks. Yeah. They're going a big time. Yeah. They're $181 a day now, but he was pissed about that. Then they had this whole thing with their new genie program or whatever that everybody just fucking hates. Mm-hmm. Like the fat, like they replaced the fast pass thing that he was, he kind of brought out the fast pass thing that was during his time. He's just been, he's, he's, so they asked him to come back to the company on Friday and then told Chapek that he was fired that Sunday. Yeah. They did it over the, yeah. Over That's days. how qu- fucking quick it was. Yeah. They wanted him out big time. He had the first quarterly loss or something, something on the quarterly report that, was not uh, to their liking of the board. And and so they got rid of them. They were done. I also think, and I haven't read anything that supports this. This is just my opinion. Nothing I'm about to say has been said, or it's just my hypothesis. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear something later that there is potentially another, maybe uh, personnel issue or something like that as the reason why he was fired as well because there did say something about how a lot of people and there was some woman that's been with the company for like 30 40 years that was like bob Iger's like right hand person that has also come out and said that they didn't like the way that chapek like treated like employees and and staff and things like that and he was really like he had his core people and kind of pushed everybody out of the way. So I think there's going to be some stuff coming out in the future about possibly maybe some, um, you know, maybe he did something that was unscrupulous. You know what I mean? Yep. Because you don't do that. Even if a C like he's only been CEO for what less than two years, you don't, you don't, fucking call the old ceo on a friday and then fire your current ceo three days later you don't do it like that does not fucking happen unless there's something the dude did that's gonna get blown up i mean we're in a we're in a situation right now where like i mean 
the Boston Celtics coach, for instance, takes them all the way to a championship, doesn't win the championship, but takes them to the to the finals. And it comes out that he had a consensual relationship with somebody on his staff and Boston fired his ass. The coach that took the Celtics to a finals when they hadn't been to a finals in some time prior to that fires ass. And now he might go coach the nets or something like that. Like we're in a, we're in a, like our current place in time right now, like there's zero tolerance for that shit. And if it comes and and you don't want to be the company that knows that somebody did something and then waits until it's discovered or waits until there's like a news report or something that comes out and then act on it. You do not want to be that company, right? You want to get the cart before the horse. And the minute you find out something and you verify, yes, this did in fact happen. You fire that guy like that, that to me, there has to be something like that. Cause like I said, you don't call your former CEO on a Friday and follow fire your new CEO three days later. And for him to quickly make that decision in three days, Oh yeah, I'll come back for two years and replace the guy that I groomed to replace me. Like something stinks here. Do you agree with Joe's me, Matt? Doing, yeah. Joe's doing says Iger is a legend. He never really left. Remember when they brought Iger back to help Chepik? Yeah, I yeah, just it's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, there there's more to the story, I think, than that what's come out because that's such a hasty move to just shit can a dude. Like, how do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> you know, like Sunday's a day week before off. Thanksgiving. Yeah. How do you get fired <laughs> on your day off? You know, like obviously something isn't right there, but I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. Time will tell, right? Yeah, something something stinks here, dude. Something smells fishy. I think there's gonna be something that's coming out. Well, speaking of something that smells fishy in a way to get rid of it, this episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> Who is the best men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Podcast at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. And remember, Santa's sack isn't the only one <laughs> that should go, that should not go ungroomed or unkempt. Get manscaped as a, your holiday gift this year. I went to my, bro- my brother and I said, Thomas, what do you want for Christmas this year? He goes, you know what? He's like, I want that performance package 4.0 from Manscaped. True story. He said, I wear a side extra large underwear. I want that manscaped. So that's what he's going to get. It's that performance package 4.0 for Christmas. I'm going to make sure you use code a geek podcast at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And so should you Lance is so excited about it. He went right now. He had to leave the show to go buy his manscaped because he's worried about the smell thinking, of his balls. I was thinking how presumptuous it was of you to say how many they've, they've 4 million men. You said, yep. And then you immediately went to eight million balls. Eight million. That's just pretty presumptuous to think that all those men have a pair. Hey man, 
Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the odds that one of us here has a testicle missing is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely do not have a testicle missing. I don't know if you do. I'll just say I follow it, Tom Green. Check your fucking I, bias. Check your bias. <laughs> and, uh, I follow Tom's Green. Tom Green's advice, and I always check my balls so I don't get cancer. Check so your I balls, know, kids. I know I definitely have two. I don't know about the rest. I'm not going to speak on your genitals or JP. But I'm just saying, like, my wife has my balls, so I don't have any. So safely <laughs> in her purse. <coughs> just Blanche. check your balls and check your bias. Francis does too. You he can just check your balls when it. you manscape them. That's right. It's a good time to check your balls. Lance's are are still firmly in his wife's purse. He just doesn't want to admit it. So can we can we safely say four million men and maybe seven point five million balls? Can we? No. Can we, is that a more logical number? Nope. You keep Se- those balls right where they're at, Lance. Balls. You keep those balls right where they're at, Lance. Right. Oh, oh! My wife took mine a long time ago. I know she did. I'm not. Yeah, I, I said that. Like, it's we both know. Process. Yeah, we know. We know. It's no secret. I think. I think she has shared custody with Max. <laughs> Max, you know, Max gets him on the weekends. <laughs> Max has a little uh, shrine built to him, huh? Yeah, they have a they have a contract worked out. They got lawyers got involved. Yeah, it's it expensive. <laughs> hey. I'm just glad for the child support, man, or the ball support. <laughs> <laughs> they take right. it right out of Max's wages. <laughs> I hope you by the manscape. <laughs> yeah, all that just goes to manscape stuff. All that yeah. ball support. I hope you get. Some, I hope you get some kind of support for that, my friend. Oh yeah, I need a lot of support. But. <laughs> ridiculous oh we're fucking stupid dude so went off the rails yeah you could tell that we ate a shit ton yesterday because i think fucking we're thinking with our turkey gut now rather than (laughs) we're high on turkey (laughs) does anybody have leftovers because i don't have any leftovers i do i have a half a ham in my fucking fridge no leftovers here yeah, I don't have any because I, I drove. Here says, I have shit on my balls. Zaggy says I have brown balls. <laughs> he said, "What about you, people with three? You're supposed to wipe the other way. That's why you shouldn't have shit on your balls." <laughs> who who here has chocolate salted balls? I put them in your mouth. Put them in your mouth, then suck them. But <laughs> suck on my chocolate salted. Are we gonna get copyrighted for me dogs. singing that? No. <laughs> But that's it for the news. Um, so there wasn't a lot this week with being Thanksgiving. It was kind of a, a last minute put together. So I figured we're coming to the end of the year here. So why not start ranking things for the year? And I thought, what better way to start than ranking the uh, the best, uh, ranking all the, the Marvel movies, Star Wars TV shows, DC movies and shows, all that goodness that came out this week. So, or this year, I mean. So, we got She Hulk, Peacemaker, Book of Boba Fett, Morbius, Moon Knight, The Batman, Super Pets, Andor, Wakanda Forever, Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, um, Obi Wan Kenobi, Black Adam, uh, Ms. Marvel, and Sandman to rank tonight. 
And I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to kick it off. Remember, our, our tier list is S, A, B, C, or trash. No Ds. Just It's just trash. If it's D, it's trash. So right? can, we just, can we just start with Sandman and just put it right at the top? So, yeah, we can start with Sandman. I think that deserves tippy top. Let's put you think that S tier. You think Sandman's S tier? I fucking love that show. You like that show? I did. Um, yeah, I mean, because, for everything out else that came out this year, like I'll go S tier with it. I mean, I, the only things that really are S tier to me: Peacemaker, Sandman, Batman. Like that. Joe's Doolin says, Sandman is an easy S. Yeah. S is S. What does S mean now? Super. S the, is top like, of top, tip of the top. It's it's the cream of the crop, right? Is that the right? It always rises Did to I the top, that right? Yeah. Like, there's only three properties on this whole list that I could put S tier, and it's Sandman, Peacemaker. Yeah, I mean, we could just get that right. Otherwise, I think Peacemaker's S tier too. Like, is there anybody that's gonna? She-Hulk needs to be up there too. <laughs> no. <laughs> you put JP in timeout. <laughs> yeah. S tier. All I mean, right. <laughs> is there any? I mean, can anybody make a case for why <laughs> Peacemaker shouldn't be S tier? Oh, heck or no. Sandman? Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, I did not see Sandman, but I would. I don't know, but I've heard good things, so I'd say yes. Yeah, it's. I think why I love Sandman so much is just how different it was. They could have gone a route like and done sandman and just done it the way we'd seen every other kind of dark comic book property done in the past but they took risks and those risks very comic book accurate paid off yeah they took they took risks by following the comic book so closely that normally these things wouldn't work but it, it works for this like i mean they did they did like a fisheye they filmed the whole show like in this fisheye lens that like elongated their heads and like shortened their bodies to make it look like you're in like you're constantly in a dream scenario like just really art like really artistic choices as far as how they were filming this yeah just Dylan says same man was just quality all the way around yeah I agree. I agree um book of boba fett let's go book a boba Trash. Fett next ah uh, no it was trash. I think, honestly, I think it belongs in the trash mm. for the fact that the show it is called Book of Bega, Book of Boba Fett, and he's maybe in like fifteen minutes of the entire season. And when he is in it, he's in a bathtub. Yeah, even better. You like that show, JP? I did. I was like, I was always a Boba Fett fan, and I. Well, then you shouldn't like this because <laughs> he's not in it. <laughs> oh, we Man, lost we him. To... You lost We're losing him. We're losing JP. Mm. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, what were you saying? You said you always like Boba Fett. I tease always, you. Always, I always like Boba Fett, and I just, I, I, I didn't hate the show. There's other things on there I put in trash, and I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't give it an S. Book of Boba Fett was elder abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bikers wasn't those. They weren't cool, but. I mean the the Chewbacca looking guy. What's his name? Kashak or Kashiki? Kashik. He was cool. Oh, oh, the um, uh, black um, chrysanthemum. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Well, okay. Let's do this. Let's do this instead of. Okay, so we already have our S here. Like, I just want to figure out where our basement is, right? Okay, and that'll we'll help put me. She Hulk there first. 
so so out of this list, Matt, I'll ask Matt first and then JP. What is your bottom? This is the shittiest thing on this list. So I think She Hulk, Boba I think Fett, that's Morbius. that's kind of like that defeats the purpose of the the tier list. Then I'm just giving <laughs> it away. I mean, if we want to go like bottom of the barrel shittiest for me is probably Morbius. JP, what about you? What Sorry, is the I would bottom probably... of the barrel shittiest thing on this list to you? I can't see what's on the far right. So She-Hulk, Boba Fett, Morbius. Miss Marvel, Black Knight, Adam, Batman, Morbius, Obi-Wan. Morbius, Morbius. Oh, see, I didn't even have to name the other ones. I didn't even see Morbius. It's the third one I... in, Matt. Morbius. I agree. Morbius is trash. I was pissed off. Not many things piss me off when I walk out of the movie theater. So we'll just throw Morbius, Morbius did that. Then So now you got your final, your solid foundation of what you think S tier is and what trash is. So where does Book of Boba Fett fall? I'm seeing JP. Cardi yeah. West is saying trash. Joe's Doolin saying trash. I'm, you're saying trash. Well, now, now that we put Morbius at trash, because I'm quite surprised. I realized it came out in 2020. Joe's Doolin but... disagrees. He said Morbius was a C for me. Totally forgettable. Then wouldn't that make it a trash? Like, I can't say Boba Fett was worse than Morbius. I think Boba Fett could easily go a solid C. Um, I would watch it over Morbius. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it could actually go in the trash right next to Morbius. It doesn't have to. Mm. Morbius could be worse, but damn, look at Boba Fett. Was I don't know. Bad. I don't know if it could because there were some like, OK, so. So let's name a couple of endearing qualities that Mandalorian that season had. three Mandalorian season three premiere was Cardi like West says I'd watch Morbius over Fett. So I think Morbius oh, Joe's Doolin said no trash should generate rage. So I think Morbius gets bumped to a C because fuck dude, I'm losing all faith in this list. <laughs> that fucking movie. I was just pissed off. That it was made. I feel like they wasted my time. I feel like it was a money grab. I feel like. And I'll agree, Morbius didn't generate the same rage for me that Book of Boba Fett did, but Book of Boba Fett still had redeeming qualities, which turned out to be Mandalorian season three. Yeah. What redeeming Part qualities one. did Morbius have besides? completely go against i mean that end credit scene alone shows me that even the writers put zero thought into this movie i don't know let's move on i don't right. care where you fucking Hart- put it hartman's but you know saying, you know my vote i mean hartman's making good points he's saying at least we didn't waste a season on morbius he's like every week we had to wait we had to sit there and wait for the, this trash every week <laughs> hoping the next is better and so did Joe's Dillon. I had to invest week after week for Boba crap. I I think the case is being made that Boba Fett belongs in the trash. JP is so disgusted he left. He's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Did you watch Super Dogs? I did watch Super Pets, yes. Oh, is that what it's called? I don't even yes, know the Super name. Pets. <laughs> I called it Super Dogs. <laughs> Isn't it all dogs? 
Um, not not all of them, no. Mm. Yeah. See, and then, but see, this is where this is where I'm at right now. She Hulk, which I think was better than Morbius, better than Boba Fett, but I can't fucking put it in a B. No, I think it belongs right there in C with. If we're going She Hulk now, I think it belongs right there in C with Morbius. See, but I think they're so drastically different, like as far as badness. Like Morbius to me was throw it in the trash can, piss on it, make sure that it gets demolished in the crusher. Morbius could still go and in the never trash. speak like, to it again. She Hulk was She Hulk. We got Madison. <laughs> okay you know and we had wong. some pretty funny funny uh wong scenes we had uh you know the the first episode wasn't half bad um joe Zulin says that tree uh she hulk was trash for me because it's a totally inept script Oh, there's a lot of stupid parts of that of that entire series. Cardi West says She-Hulk. Don't get me started. I think She-Hulk goes trash right there next to to Boba. Ugh. I cut out there, so I apologize. I wasn't able to say Boba Fett from trash. Go ahead. I'll give you. You can still. You can still make your case. <laughs> don't worry about it. I don't really can't remember much of it anyway. So I. I just. I like some of the scenes. Uh, uh, Towards the end, I think with Mandalorian, which made it which made it good, but that isn't the Boba Fett show. So, right. I just hated the biker gang. That I think remind I honestly think Joe. that Morbius belongs in the trash too because I, I can live with she that Hulk. a little bit more. I'd watch She Hulk over Morbius. Well, let me. I gotta say, I, I can't remember the movie exactly verbatim of the show in order to get it out of the status of trash, but there are certain things of your childhood that like Boba Fett being one of them to put him in trash is almost like an insult to Boba Fett, even though it was a shitty show. Didn't they have uh, Luke that Skywalker they... in it or is that Mandalorian season two? Yeah, but that, but see, that's the problem that I have that I think Boba Fett belongs in the show. Cause the show is called book of Boba Fett. It was pushed to be about Boba Fett in the first three episodes. He's really not in it other than, maybe five minutes of the show. And then the rest of the time he's in a, a bath tank, you know, and then you bring in the Mandalorian for the last few episodes and it becomes three episodes because Mandalorian season two, three. All right. And then you have Luke Skywalker stuff. You have Mando going back to man, you know, the, all the stuff when he goes back to Mandalore, it, it's just like, didn't they all fight? The, who's the guy that the um, Giancarlo Esposito, who, who, what's his name in that in the show? Um, I can't think of his name. Oh god. I don't remember, but he was a Mandalorian. Yeah. Did they fight him at the end of No Boba no they Fett? fought um no. they fought uh fuck the other bounty hunter the from Cobb Vance. Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> they fought the other um bounty it's hunter Cobb from Vance, right? Clone, Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that I mean that's the blue guy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they also and had the dude what who's the dude uh Joe's it's in my ducks right watch now. Old man, I'll watch Liam Neeson. Cad Bane, and then they had the guy who Cad Bane. I, that's what it is. Cad Bane. I just yes, send you that Funko Pop of of the guy who who had Boba Fett's armor. He got it back from that guy, the mayor. Yeah, yes, that's yes. the guy. That's the guy from Mighty Ducks. No, it's not. 
Oh, is that Timothy Oliphant? Yes, it's Timothy Oliphant. It's not the dude who's in Mighty Ducks. Josh Dumal. Yeah, that's Emilio Estevez. (laughs) No, 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 no. We're talking about Mighty Ducks, the new, the new show. It's Emilio. I didn't know they made it again. Was there a reason to make a second of that goddamn show? Jesus Christ, dude! That show's fucking awesome. That show's awesome, dude. If you can't find enough, help me out here, dude. I do, I do like Mighty Ducks Game Changers. I didn't see the first one or the second one, but there's no reason to redo it. Like, why did they redo Total Recall? Just leave it alone. Dude, Mighty Ducks is fucking awesome. It's an awesome Max. show. It's such an easy watch. Max is trying. He's like, there were S-tier episodes of Boba Fett, but overall, the show was a letdown. I'm Boba Fett S-tier episodes were Mandalorian-based, though. That's the problem. I like the last Wasn't episode the, of Boba Fett. Did, the big did no one scene in- was pretty cool. Did no one enjoy the uh, Sandman in the beginning or the Tusken Raiders? I thought that was cool. Him uh, getting to getting to learn their fighting abilities with that stick and all that shit. It was, I thought that was cool. All right, I, I'll give you. I'll give you C. I'll I'll yeah, let that, you that save it from the trash. But <laughs> that that to me fits because I, I She Hulk and Boba Fett could. I have a much easier time putting those on the same level. I agree. Like, they're both to me, let Morbius downs, is but in a class trash. of its own, dude. Joe's Morbius is... episodes of Boba were just shoehorned Mando episodes. Absolutely. Yeah, but it, it's sea level. They're both sea level because they were letdowns, but they're not trash. Right. Fucking... Trash it to me is like this is unwatchable. Right. Right. You and, didn't enjoy any Morbius is in a class of all of all its own. Morbius is so unwatchable that they tried to put it in theaters again. Still nobody came. And then they said they started to do a joke campaign. They said, no, no, no. We were all busy that week. Let's do it again. <laughs> I, I I feel much more. <laughs> Joe Dillon says this. Boba took over the mob just to be a pussy. <laughs> and my thing is like you have all this back history through novelization because everything Max has because Max reads all the novels and stuff. And they've established what Boba Fett is like as a character and stuff and then the show completely just goes against all of that and changes him like he's a different character he's different since he came back from the sarlacc pit that just changes somebody he should have just stayed dead in the sarlacc pit <laughs> max says she hulk was trash although in my opinion there was a good episode or two but that show is awful overall i feel the same way about boba fett like the argument you just made i dude i can't put anything on that same fucking morbius level i just fucking can't do it especially with all the other shit you gotta put here right all right well we can rearrange so i'm i'm hearing she hulk's trash nobody's trying to save that show um morbius trash boba fett got bumped to a scene moon knight i think if boba fett's a c moon knight's a c for the exact same reasons that you're yep trying to fight for boba fett I agree yep. with you. We could potentially have a lot of pissed off people in the chat because I know we had some advocates for that show. For what? Moon Knight? Cardi West says Moon Knight is a C. Uh, Batman, would you put it S tier? finish it. Moon Knight C at best for Joe's Duel and Max's Moon Knight C. Okay, everyone agrees Moon Knight belongs to C. All right, good. Yeah. Good deal. The Batman. I think the Batman is an A. The Batman was good. It was enjoyable. I liked it a lot for what it is. It was a very good Batman film. I liked Robert Pattinson's portrayal of Batman. Um, I don't, I didn't enjoy, like, I'm thinking of, I'm going off so of like rewatchability too. Like, I probably <clears throat> wouldn't watch Sandman, but again, but I can speak highly of it because 
of how good it was. Um, and I would definitely be down for a second season. Peacemaker, I could re I've probably rewatched every episode of Peacemaker at least five times. So that's S tier to me. Batman just feels like an A to me. It doesn't what what keeps it from being an S, Matt? Um honestly, I think it's kind of the the misuse of the Riddler. Um see, and I really like the what they Paul did Dano the did a good job as the Riddler, but it didn't it felt more jokery than Riddler to me. Um and just a lot of the the pacing of it and see I that's know, where I could agree with you the pacing it felt a bit long like the right. end the end seems to drag out quite a bit would you agree yeah yes because you feel like the movie ends and then it doesn't end it can, keeps going yeah you like, feel like it ends when he gets caught and then you get more after that so yeah, but, but think that's of not uh, to say it's not one of my favorite Batman movies ever. No, yes, I I enjoyed the movie tremendously, but I don't think it's S tier. I think it's I I enjoyed Sandman and Peacemaker just a little bit more, which I think puts it at an A. Okay. Well, Adam Super Pets, I did not watch. JP, did you watch this one? Super I Pets. I did not. Cardi West says the Batman. I'd say a close S. Max says S tier for me. A minus A to S minus. Yeah. <laughs> a uh, is fair for the Batman. Jewel Joe's Doolin says all allow A. Max says Riddler felt more like a plot device instead of a character. Joe Doolin says. And Max says, I've watched the Batman at least four or five times without a doubt. My favorite movie of the year. Yeah, but you watch you like the Zack Snyder Justice League movie. So and Batman v Superman. So your opinion gets knocked yeah, out. Yeah, if it, it put Batman in it, Matt <laughs> Max is a stand for it, dude. Um definitely. And that's not a knock against nope. you, Max, because I'm the same way with Spider-Man. I'm here for well, actually, I'm the only one on the podcast that did not like Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> but I see, I like it for the wrong reasons. As someone whose favorite one of my favorite issues of Spider-Man is 128 or is 121 where Spider-Man where Gwen Stacy dies. That seeing that oh, they play out on the big that screen perfectly. Yes, is is what bumps that movie up for me. If and you go suit. the handling of Harry Osborn as the goblin, that was trash. I I didn't necessarily hate Jamie Foxx's Electro. Um some of the direction they went with them was kind of stupid. So there's some, I don't like, I can't say I absolutely hate that movie and be like, Oh, it's garbage. It's not, I would definitely not watch it over. I would, I would definitely put the Spider-Man Toby to over it. And I'd put all the Tom Holland movies over it, but yeah. I do have a special place in my heart for, I put Spider-Man Spider one over it and amazing Spider-Man one over it. <laughs> the, the problem dude if amazing spider-man 2 or 1 had the suit from amazing spider-man 2 amazing spider-man 1 would have been fucking even better yeah. his suit in amazing spider-man 2 is like one of the best spider-man suits ever in my opinion because they gave him the big eyes do you remember he had the big <laughs> eyes like McFarlane eyes it yeah. was just fucking perfect dude that suit was perfect 
I think the and only then Electro suit comes on screen and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the only suit that's coming as close to that and being perfection is the like three minutes you get to see Tom Holland at the end of No Way or No Way Home. Or oh, yeah, No Way Home. Yeah, because that's classic. The classic red and blue. But when suit. he swoops in on Civil War and he had the moving eyes, do you remember? Oh, that's yeah. The yeah. They did that. That was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I but, just I wish mean, they were bigger. That's, that's a new suit though. That's like I'm talking like classic. That oh, classic yeah, Spider-Man look. That's I agree. I agree. Uh, super so, pets. Dude, you're you're on you're on your own with this one. I don't know where to put that. Yeah, where'd it go, Max? You can, can come on. I'll send. Or no, give it a B. I'll send you a link, Max. Or go ahead and send Max the link, Lance. Okay. You want to give what a B? No, super neither pets. of us saw Super oh. Pets. So oh. JP's just like, just give it a B. <laughs> super Pets was just good for... Um, <laughs> super Brother Pets was, was definitely an A for the intended audience. I enjoyed it. Uh, Logan, who doesn't enjoy anything other than Simple Songs, actually watched it with me. So, And she seemed to enjoy it. So I'm going to give it an A just for what it is. I mean, it's The Rock. It's Kevin Hart. It's It wasn't terrible. Wait, but... wait, wait, wait. But did you see Black Adam? I did see Black Adam, but you weren't going to see Black Adam because of the rock. So, but you're going to give this. You're right. I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, JP's catching Matt out here. (laughs) It's a different reason because the Rock is voicing a character. He's voicing Crypto, which is fine. Like because I can hear the voice, but believe that you know the character, the Rock. It's Black Adam is the Rock playing the Rock playing Black Adam. Like it's. It's not his portrayal is totally different, and I can get behind that. But well, if if Kevin Hart was in Black Adam, it'd have been a better movie. Probably, (laughs) (laughs) probably. Just make him Doctor Fate. (laughs) Yeah, come on, man. (laughs) It'd be funny. (laughs) He's like, like, I'm out here. (laughs) How's he talk? Real high pitch. Yeah, oh, just like Joe Doolin said, funny rock and serious rock are two different rocks. Yeah, one can break your face and one is plushy. But, but here's here's going to be an interesting one. S. I think it will be split and or. S. I've not, S. I just watched the final yet. two episodes today and that show fucking kicks. Best Star Wars show ever. Hmm. It's Andor better is than Mandalorian. C for me. Did you watch it? I've only watched the first couple episodes because it was just so boring. The last three episodes are so fucking good, dude. They're so good. But there's just something about knowing the way the story ends. I can't get behind because there's some bits and pieces missing from what you learn in A New Hope that... Yeah. um rogue one answered and it's like i don't care about what andor did post pre rogue one it doesn't matter to me like his job is finished so to me it's just so it's just not interesting at all dude i i fucking loved it man i'd fuck it i'd watch that one again over mandalorian hands down uh so joe's good. says andor s it proved you don't need space wizards for a good Star Wars, yeah, dude, that show. I mean, I'll if I'll give it to you if you think Andor is an S, and I just think I don't, I can't go S. 
Dude, yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's better than Mandalorian. I doubt that highly. In I, I every agree. fucking way. I just read a fucking article. You think, you think it's that, better than Mandalorian, or you doubt that it's better than Mandalorian, JP? I doubt it's better than Mandalorian. I've seen most of it, it's, but I doubt it. It, dude, those last three episodes are some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen. But I, I take okay, so I took the shot. Yet, so I took the shot at Max for the Snyder comment. So I have to take the shot at you if you come on here and say that you love everything. So I, I can't take your your love for. It, it, dude, I just sat Andor, here just fucking like talking about how I wanted to take a shit on Morbius through half of Andor. You Boba said. Fett, through half of Andor, you came on here every week and was like, could somebody explain Andor to me? Because I don't fucking understand this show. Dude, it's so, just some of the stuff they talk about, like it, like they're using terminology that I don't understand what it means. Like, like a they're talking about past events and, and things on the ship or whatever that I don't understand that stuff. But as far as the story is concerned and the performances... And those last three episodes are just so fucking good of Andor. Oh, we talking Andor now? It's yes. the best nice. Star Wars show I've ever seen. Like, it is so fucking good. I don't know, are you, man. Are you saying it's better than Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put it this way, too. Like, definitely has Rogue One. May, definitely has Rogue One vibes, and Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. What made Rogue One for me was the final scene with Darth Vader. That was a oh, good movie awesome. until Darth Vader shows up. So, unless Darth Vader shows up in Andor, I don't know if it's better than Mandalorian. Maybe close. It's it's an A or an S for me, but I think I'd probably put it as an A. It's not my favorite Star Wars show, but it is very very good. I watched the last two episodes today because I thought the season finale was three weeks ago, Max. See, and that that's telling, though. The fact that episode 10 was a good enough episode that you thought it was the finale was pretty darn good when there's two more meaty episodes. Yeah, after. I watched all two today. Like, I couldn't yeah. do anything else. I, I watched the first episode before I went to the movie, got back from the movie, watched the last episode. Yeah. And I was Dude. fucking on the edge of my seat grinning ear to ear yep. throughout that whole final episode like it was so like it was just it was awesome yeah the whole show like there's nothing about really lightsabers or space wars or fucking any of that jedi shit or anything and then the last episode jedi shit. yeah the last oh, so episode, you mean it was, like, it was devoid of everything that is star wars yeah, yeah, but that's that's why I like everything that made it, Star it Wars Star out. Wars is devoid it, of. No, Rogue it's One. not though. But I get I get what Lance is saying. The last There's episode th they go return to that a lot of that stuff. I mean, I, it's very Star Wars. It just doesn't have Jedi in it. But Jedi are not exclusive with Star Wars. But again, as I heard you saying earlier, I've read a lot of the books, and I have. And there's a lot of books that don't deal with the Force and the Jedi and stuff like that, and that's totally fine. I loved Andor. I think it's fantastic. JP, this is my first time meeting you. Hello, by the way. How we doing? Nice to um, meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too. D did you watch Andor? I watched all but the last three episodes. That's why I can't say uh, it's better than Mandalorian until I watched the last last three. Fair enough. I'll tell you. I'll say this: there is more emotion, like a more emotional like dialogue in Andor than in any Star Wars show, in my opinion. Yeah. Like the the don't you dare put it in trash. It's either A or S, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um 
it's a there's there's two monologues in the last two episodes that are just incredible there's one in the last episode that literally had me tearing up and then there's one in the uh, second to last episode that was just it wasn't like a teary one but it was just like that was awesome it's freaking freaking great i just i just feel like as far as character development is concerned like you really it's some of the best character development i've seen in television like they bring Cassie and Andor, who we're all familiar with because we all saw Rogue One, and then add all these other supporting characters into it that you actually start to to care about. Care about like Bit? Is it Bix? Yeah, Bix. Bix. Uh, Luthen. Freaking yeah. Luthen's awesome. Yeah, you, you start even the droid. I'm like that droid is like one of the coolest droids ever. The his yeah. mother droid. The droid's fine. I don't. I don't have any. I like her. To that droid. There's not a whole lot in the show that I'm like, oh man, I wish this was different or this was different. Like, but then again, Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie, and it and Rogue One feels less Star Wars than the other nine movies. So Joe Dillon says S. Lance says S. JP, what what do you give it? I haven't finished the last three episodes. I would at least an A, given the what's in front of us. All right, Max. I think I'm, I said A or S. I think I think it's either or, but I don't want to like stack the S's. And I'm I feel like you trash. Put, so I think oh, I'm not putting anything else in S. If that if that one ends up in S, I'll be happy. Okay, you know what? Yeah, looking at what's left on this list, that's probably the only one I'd put on S tier. Uh, Kenobi, I might put S tier. I loved Kenobi, but I don't think anyone good, else. But... I don't think anyone else will vote for that to be S tier. So I'm voting and or S tier. Well, and I'm voting it as a as trash, so that's going to bring it to A. All right, <laughs> sounds good. I got my way with Boba Fett, so I'll live. I'll leave it at A. I was arguing to get a Boba Fett, and I, you know how much I hated Boba Fett, Max. Yeah, it was Black trash. Panther. What kind of? I just forever. don't think. I don't think anything. That's a. That's, that's a trash. A B. Trash. Kind of forever is a B. To, to me, me, it's A. It, it, it could flow it could flow a or b it was far too long that's i haven't that's seen the it knock still it. so i'm out of this one you hate you hated it jp no i didn't hate it but it's 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 a b it's not my i think it's a b yeah i'd put it in b i had high expectations for it and it did not live up to it like, like most of the shows this year i actually Thor, had low expectations and it exceeded them Thor love but, and thunder is a c to me that's trash. yeah c c or trash no, I can't put it in trash because Morbius is sitting there, dude. It occupies a space all its own. <laughs> but She-Hulk, even she I don't want She-Hulk there, dude. I've been arguing against it. Trash. There should, should be she. another. There should be yeah. another like trash I... or burned in flames should be another tier, and that's yeah. where Morbius goes. I think I could agree that She-Hulk probably should be C. I was arguing for trash, but yeah, C's more. more Did you? You guys ever watch Sinbad? His, the comedian no. Sinbad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his show. He, he had his, with he, Cooper or whatever. Or no, no, that's a different guy. <laughs> no, he had one of his stand up stand up shows, and he was one of my favorite comedians. I mean, he still is. He was in House Guest. He was in a lot of good movies. Yeah. But, um, he did one one episode, one of his early on specials where he talked about in college you have different tiers of laundry. You have dirty and funky, and funky you can wear again, and dirty you can't wear again. So like you need like two eyes of trash here, two things of trash funky yeah and just trash and we can yeah. put she hulk in the funky section because it wasn't yeah, trash it was close to it because to me like thor 
like Christian Bale makes Thor a little better than She-Hulk. I think if like you take the goats and Christian Bale. Ah, there we go. Gone. There we go. Now you can put funky. She-Hulk in put D. She-Hulk in the funky section. Yeah, put She-Hulk down there. There you go. And Boba and Boba Fett. I think I think Thor was should be in a D too. I think Boba Fett should be C. See, but Thor, Thor, like, I didn't like Thor, and I'm not trying to advocate for Thor whatsoever. But I will say this: the black and white scene, where it was all with that, that was a pretty cool fucking scene. Yeah, I like I mean, that scene if because you it reminded make... me of old sci-fi movies. I really liked. I that liked scene. Thor for the most part, but gore is what really sours me on that movie. So I think. Yeah, because they change him so much, but I think that he did a very good job with what he was Christian given. Bale did a great job, yes, but yeah, they took a character that could have been the new Thanos of the MCU that could have had that same impact, and they bastardized him. So it's yeah. just like a, a villain that you could really gain sympathy w- with due to his backstory, and they really just gave you a watered-down, bastardized version of it. So... To me, I think see, I think it, it's appropriate. I can't put it at the same as She Hulk because I enjoyed it more than She Hulk. Yeah, I think I did too. I just didn't like your idea of trying to put Boba Fett in the D tier. Boba Fett had three outstanding episodes. Four, that he absolute, was not in. He was in one of them. Four of the episodes sucked. Three of the episodes were like S tier. So you can't put it in a D, man. So I don't know if one I of his episodes he episodes never appeared in. I'm talking about the show. We're not talking about the name of the show. You're, right, exactly. If your character is named Boba Fett and the show is named after you, he should be your main focus. The fact that the focus changes to Mandalorian pretty much tells you that they got so far and they were like, shit, we don't know how to finish this. You, how do we save did, this? Did Let's everyone here, did you, all you guys like saving Private Ryan? Yes. yes. Was he not in the, he was at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with yeah, you, but the, the movie. I'm with the <laughs> the title is it, it, it's, it's about saving him, not him. about yeah. him. Right, <laughs> the book of Boba Fett is a book about Boba Fett. It's so a book that Boba Fett wrote. He appears at the end of it. No. Um. Nice hey, try, man. though. I I've read it. Hey, I, post, <laughs> I posted on the social medias this week. Okay, I've read eleven books this year, and guess what? Not every chapter focuses on the main character. Books yeah, well, don't have every chapter focus on the main character. Right. Here's my problem with Boba Fett. Like Max says, three of those episodes were S tier, and I'm assuming it's the Mando. Episode. The two Mando and the fo- I thought the finale was fantastic. I the mean, finale was cool because the fight maybe A tier. Cool. The A tier for <laughs> the a finale. sad, sad book. But here, here's the thing with with Boba Fett is if you look at those two Mando episodes and you put them against all the other Mando episodes, those aren't even the best Mando episodes. They're up there. No, Fuck no. Especially Fuck the no. one, especially the one with Luke, man. Yeah, the one with no, Luke. No, they is butchered awesome. that CGI so bad that you can't even like. Yeah, I didn't dude, like distracting. And, the, and Boba Fett, the CGI in Boba oh, Fett is way oh, better than at the end of. Yeah, in Mando season two. That's that that CGI is awful, but the CG that they had in, in Boba Fett for Luke was way improved. Yeah, dude, I remember I. I I know you're going to laugh because I've gone to Disney so many times this year, but I remember we were going to go to Disneyland and I didn't want to miss the Boba Fett episode. So I stayed up until like 1am so I could watch it. And and I was leaving at like five in the morning the next day to go to Disneyland. 
And I remember just sitting there in front of my TV, giggling and crying simultaneously because Luke was on the screen, dude. That's that is S tier content. That is some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen in my life. So you say yeah, one and moment meanwhile, in the whole but show, no, the entire episode, not just the moment. Okay, so one episode in the entire show may, should make it an S tier. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the whole show should be S tier. I'm saying that okay. episode was S tier. The episode prior was probably A tier. The finale was A tier. Therefore, it needs to be on the C. Yeah, but the, the rest show. of it was trash. So it gets he- way down. There you go. They, and it's then, lucky to be in C right now. I'd as long it as it stays in C. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you look at the law of averages, nine episodes, three were good, in your opinion. All right, we'll keep it in C. It should be a D. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I uh, agree. It should be in a D, too. But Yeah. I don't know. I'd watch Moon Knight again over Boba Fett. And I didn't even like oh, it. I movie. mean... JP and Max have made a solid a solid argument for Boba Fett staying at sea, but I like this JP guy. Doctor <laughs> Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. B. That's A that's S tier. What? Um see, this is where this is Sam where Raimi return. This is where I have a hard time. I really like that movie, but I definitely like Black Panther a lot more. Oh, hell no. But you yeah. would put, don't you, don't you dare put um, multiverse as a C though. It does no, not deserve. I'm saying it deserves B. I I think it deserves B. I agree. See, I think that, I think that that alone pushes Black Panther up. I had more fun with Thor: Love and Thunder than I did with Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Oh, really? Oof. Yeah. Really? Man, yeah. Because I I, re- I really like Doctor. I watched Doctor Strange again. No, it was. I was excited about that but, juicy, juicy fish. I just. The America Chavez stuff was was kind of boring. Like the whole it. hype around this movie, like was the Illuminati, and that was kind of even yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, the zombie fight at the end was kind of dumb. It, it was actually it was you're naming really things that I liked. <laughs> you're naming things like fucking uh, Mr. Fantastic comes on the screen, and I fucking clapped. <laughs> I know yeah, that was so that's why that movie was the whole Illuminati. I thought. I mean, that was yeah. Seeing Professor Thomas, I loved. I, loved, I like loved It's Man. not again like multiverse of madness. They you're not oh, really yeah, getting the multiverse. The it doesn't no, live up to the name. It, it was pitched as Marvel's first horror movie, and it's not even really that. It's not even. I wouldn't even consider it a horror movie. Was Army of Darkness considered a horror movie? I think Army of Darkness then, is more then, of a horror movie than Doctor Strange. I don't know. Well, I Army, think Doctor Army Strange Army is scarier than Army of Darkness. What was scary in Doctor Strange? Nothing. Army of Darkness was a comedy. Have you seen Army of Darkness? I love, I love Army of Darkness. Great yeah, movie. isn't it the third yeah. movie? It's the third movie in the, in the in Evil trilogy? Dead series. Yeah, it's Evil a freaking Dead? comedy. Yeah, the whole movie was funny The whole from start to finish. Yeah, but... It still like has jump scares and stuff like stupid funny, stupid scary. We'll put it that like way. Evil Dead. I remember watching Evil Dead as a kid and I was traumatized. I don't know. I saw I saw it in my like late teens and I remember thinking I liked it, but I remember thinking this is dumb in the good way. Right, funny, funny, dumb. Yeah. I my biggest issue with Doctor Strange was okay. I understand he has it in the comics, but the third eye thing was laughable. Oh, it looked awful. Yeah, it, it looks so really bad. bad. I could have. There's certain things that maybe just don't translate well to the screen, and that to me is one of them. But 
and I know you guys all hate this scene, but the music no scene was fucking awesome. That I was cool. That. I did like that. I hate yeah, that. I loved the music no scene because it was so different. But uh, the reason it's not S or A for me is because Rachel McAdams, as hot as I think she is, she's a fucking awful actress. And I, you can't, I can't for one second believe that she's any sort of scientist. No. Every time she was on the screen, I'm like, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's a bad fucking actress, dude. Every time she was on the screen, I was just pissed. So, I don't disagree. So, yeah, she wasn't great. So, Matt, what do you think this should be? Is this a D to you? Multiverse of Madness is probably it, it's probably going to sit at a C. It's not going to be a D, but it's it's going to sit at a C with Thor and it's kind of yeah, on that yeah. same par with with Moon Knight and Thor. I would argue B. I think B. JP is saying S or A. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I might go with B now. I mean, that's I did like it, but I did definitely like it better than than Thor. All those movies. Sure as hell liked it better than Boba Fett. Black Panther, Thor, and Multiverse of Madness all disappointed me this year. I had high expectations for all of them. Some were better than others. Some were worse, but I really had. Cardi Cardi West gave it a B. Black Panther to me, I'm excited to go see it again. So I'll go B. Joe's Doolin says B. Cardi West says B. Um, Lance is saying B. I'm Max, saying, B. saying B. JP wants to give it an S. <laughs> I'll go S B then. Or super. Kenobi. Trash. I guess S. B for me. I, I, where do I you would put be... it, Matt? Where do you where do you put it at? This is a tough one for me. Because the first couple episodes were really, really good. But I, I didn't care for the direction with Leia. I didn't care for them to take taking the liberties with the the wording um to play off of the reason like the help me one Obi help me one Obi Wan Kenobi are my only hope that they kind of danced around that and used dialogue to, to change that. Um big piece of star wars history i didn't care for the fact that of like although the the scene was badass i don't necessarily know if we should have saw the the vader um kenobi fight there again um i think the black Cassantian stuff should have been black Cassantian should have been in this show not book of boba fett um because they have a history in in the not in the the Kenobi Diaries. Um, I uh, wait. Are you telling me there's there's stuff they could have drawn from to make the show and they didn't? Yes. Well, that just makes me upset. I man, it's so hard. Honestly, Kenobi is so hard. I'd go. <laughs> I'll go B because I enjoyed it more than Book of Boba Fett. Joe's Doolin says Kenobi was not good. Correct. It was great. <laughs> Cardi was saying C. C, but it's better than Boba Fett. 
It's it is better than Boba Fett. Because every week it came on and I didn't feel like I was wasting my time. Yeah, dude, Kenobi is understandably extremely divisive. And I totally get it. I totally get why it's divisive. Like it it, it does things with the canon that are odd. It makes you kind of have to stretch your understanding of canon. But for me, I've always been a fan of the prequels. Like even for, you know, the last 10 years before Disney bought Star Wars, you know, when people hated on the prequels, I always defended them. I always was like, no, Revenge of the Sith was like my first or second favorite Star Wars movie during that era. You know, Revenge of the or Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. Those are my top two. Always have been uh, well until Disney bought it. Now, now that order changes a bit, but I always loved those. And so being able to see Anakin Skywalker and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi on screen together again, Maybe it's the freaking nostalgia talking, but it was magic to me. It was just so good. Well, and I think that's what they they used nostalgia to cover yeah. up bad writing. You were, you yeah, were a maybe, mark. maybe, maybe. But I think that the finale and that final scene. I've watched that scene and that episode probably four or so times since it came out. When they're fighting, and the and big spoilers for Kenobi here, like when he slices open Vader's mask and they're talking, it's just such a great moment man it is so good and there's the build-up for the whole season to get to that point of kenobi being this like depressed jedi and having to rediscover his powers like i think that was so powerful and so good and i think it made a lot of sense for kenobi like you look at him yeah he's always been this really powerful jedi but he went from being the top of the world to all being in hiding and a failure now his you know his uh apprentice has become a sith yeah, he got he got a bit depressed, you know. He hit his hit himself away from the force. I that story arc for Luke in The Last Jedi was awful. It makes so much sense for Kenobi though. So that's why I'm A or S tier. I know yeah. I'm not gonna win on S tier. But we got we got to see Vader's masking shattered by Ahsoka also. Yeah, and that was a cool scene yeah, too. See, Joe Zulin just said it too. I saw Vader's mask shattered by Ahsoka. So, I, I would put it in B. I can live. I'm gonna go C. I'm gonna go C. Obi Wan Kenobi is gonna get a C for me. It's on the same level as Boba Fett. I can think we had another tier C plus. No, <laughs> no more tears. They no more tears. they used. I think they used and banked on nostalgia to cover up shitty writing. So I'm I also go I also thought the music was great. I thought the the fight between Obi-Wan and Vader at the end was really good. I actually watched a uh, professional sword fighter review that fight and he was talking about how they were using like real good techniques. It was choreographed well and realistically as realistically as you can get with a, you know, a lightsaber. But I I just I loved it. I think Seer is criminally low. But I'm going to see Lance where are you going? B JP, I'd give it a B. Oof. Two I didn't, uh, my I had an issue too with that with the writing in regard to when they talk in episode four. He he says the last time we met, I was just the apprentice. Now I'm mm. the master, and I was like, well, then they that would have been that fight in episode three. So how can they have two more fights? Like they, that they he was referencing. It, the, the, I, in my opinion, it was out it was out of order. They should have never had those two. Yeah, well, I think that's where the last fight that they have, the last fight they have in the episode six, Vader is the learner, and he gets beat. 
in episode because he says in episode episode four sorry episode four the movie in the new hope vader says last we met i was but the learner now i'm the master well in episode six of kenobi he is the learner he gets his butt kicked by obi-wan so i yeah, feel it like should that never lines happen. up it it he got his ass kicked in in episode three. That's where it should that shouldn't have, they shouldn't have seen each other again. In my opinion, he was I, they wrote it to make him lose just so they could use that. But I don't think given what Vader they became, did a lot of dancing around, uh, um, a lot of dancing around con. Or, no, I wouldn't say context, but a lot of dancing around um, Star Wars canon. Yeah, well, not canon, but they used a dialogue. To dance around a lot of the liberties with the dialogue. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. My my thing is is that yeah, Joe's doing right there. Leia Leia didn't give a toss when Kenobi dies in A New Hope. Yet they had this bonding adventure. Yeah, never really mentioned that throughout the show. And then she named her son after him in uh, Force Awakens, and I thought that was weird. So this show helped me understand why she would name her son after him. But that's a you know that's a retcon. But for me, that was another positive I took away. Is okay now I can see why she'd name her son Ben, whereas before I, I couldn't. I just look at these shows, these Star Wars shows, and I say, okay, this show, like, did the writers really care about the source material, and make want, want to make a real good show, or did they want to make something that panders to people like Max? No offense, Max. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like people that have that nostalgia. For, for, it's it's like for for me, like if they were like my biggest thing, probably my biggest fan thing is one of them is Supernatural, right? And they just came out the new show, which I haven't even watched yet, which I need to. Is the new show from people who love Supernatural and want to make something additional to this, or? Are they making it to try to get me invested and don't really care about, you know, the material that they're using to write that? Do you know what I mean? And Obi-Wan kind of falls in that pandering bucket to me, as well as Boba Fett, kind of fall in that pandering bucket, whereas Mandalorian and Andor, to me, feel like these are people that actually really like the source material and they're equally as big as fans as Max is. See, you know I what I'm saying? I just can't put like I can't get through Andor. I could I it took me four times watching the first two episodes to even get through the first two episodes of Andor. I've not watched had any desire to go back and watch it since there's no way I can give this a B and let Andor stay an A. Like if Andor comes down to a B, then I can give Kenobi a B, but like there's no way I but feel you like... you didn't even get to the best part. Like even everybody in the chat was agreeing with us how good Andor is. Yeah. Max but... said Andor's Max and I are the only two people on this whole thing that have finished Andor. And we both say it's awesome. I don't take I don't take what you say about Star Wars. It's anything. Oh, I'm I'm not to be, I think I'm I think not I'm to be mean, a dick or but... I just say no, like, no, no, I your I opinion agree. on Star Wars is mute. I'm I'm unique in the fact that I'm not a Star Wars fan, which should speak to something that I'm like. Yeah, I think you love everything. Interesting, like that's the other problem. Like it's a different perspective. I don't know how many times you've been like, dude, you got to watch this show. It's so great. I love you and I have burnt on it, and I'm like, ooh, this is not good. You and I have very different tastes about certain things. There's some things that we both like, but 
you and I have different tastes. Just like Max and I have different tastes. Max loves the Snyder stuff. I think it's shit, right? Like, you like was something that you like that I don't. <laughs> I can't think of anything now. But I'm not a Star Wars fan. And I got excited watching Andor because I thought it was really well written. Because I care a little bit less about bangs and and fucking lightsabers and explosions and all this shit. And I care about good character development, which is it's, part of the reason why I was so into that. Walking Dead. It's the Kenobi. Honestly, I'm going to say it. Kenobi did it, it bastardized Star Wars. It did exactly what Star Wars, what they were trying to get away from when they, when Lucas sold it off. Yeah. Everyone gives Lucas shit for going back and re-editing it the original trilogy over and over again and changing things and making stupid changes. And Kenobi did the same thing. Kenobi made stupid changes to star Wars that were not needed. I, I feel like the fact that he knew Leia beforehand and now they have this relationship hurts a new hope. It well, makes, you. it makes all of that stuff in a new hope not make sense. They just single-handedly took their series that their franchise in shadow over it because now it doesn't make sense like and see that's where andor has a strength because andor any story they're telling does not bear any significance to everything we already know it's completely unique just like mandalorian when you watch mandalorian you don't have this well that doesn't make sense because this movie said this Right, but I that feel like makes sense. but Andor, you don't get that. Andor, I feel unique. like Andor is like putting ranch dressing on top of a shit sandwich, <laughs> because you've you've already got a shit sandwich now. You made a shit sandwich with with Obi Wan, and now they're gonna give you Andor. It's it's more of the problem. My issue with Star Wars is that why can't we get new stories? Mandalorian was a new story. Why can't we follow Ahsoka? Like we need Ahsoka now. We need the continuation of what happened in Rebels. We need to know what what happened with Ezra. You know, there's so much more with Star See, Wars. You're, you're Why do we have to go back and rehash? We know what happens to Cassian Andor. We saw Rogue One up into A New Hope. We know Cassian Andor, Andor dies trying to get the Death Star plans. But you like, could say that know same thing about Rogue so One, and Rogue One go, was fucking awesome. Right, but they're going back, and they're rehashing old stuff to try and make a shit sandwich taste better. And I, it's just I like, don't know, dude. I, I don't know about I that. Understand, I understand what you're saying, but I think Andor is does not fit the mold you're trying to put it in right now and or to me and, and obviously matt you disagree with what i'm about to say and or to me is doing what i've been saying star wars is where it's where star wars thrives it's operating on characters that weren't known prior to disney's acquisition and creating new stories with those characters that's why Andor i think has been more successful that people aren't comparing it to other stuff for i mean rogue one but that's fine because it's written by. But he's not people even the main and... character of Rogue One. It's Daisy yeah. or what's her name? Felicity but Jones. I feel like it. it Felicity hurts Jones' your, character. Yeah. It hurts your investment. Though. It hurts your investment in the show, knowing what this character's fate is. I don't. I mean, I disagree. See, I don't agree. Because he's not the only character that matters. Now I'm really invested in Luthen. 
what goes on with him now i'm really interested in mon mothma like you know i know she survives because she's you know in return of the jedi but like how does she get to where she is like it's really for me that's really fun it's the idea of when you watch the prequels you knew that anakin skywalker was going to be vader but it was the fun of discovering how that was going to happen so that's what andor is to me yeah i know andor is going to die but how does he get to that point how does he become a rebel captain how does he attain the status he does you know all that like that's what's interesting to me especially because the beginning of this oh you got muted max (laughs) i muted myself I didn't, oh, I didn't especially especially because the beginning of Andor, he's so completely different than he is in Rogue One, and you're watching him transition into the person that he becomes in Rogue One. Whereas Obi Wan, you've seen, you've seen his beginning and his end. It's a middle story, and, <laughs> like Obi Wan like... falls in the middle of his story, like before. Like you have the prequel series where he's young, right? Because he's playing about Ewan McGregor and he discovers Anakin. Then you have the original trilogy where you see him die, right? Where he's Luke's guy or whatever. He dies. This is in the middle. Like, what does it do? Cassian Andor, the only thing you have about Cassian Andor is what happens in Rogue One. So but, it's yeah, again, but, uh, the line of a prequel better Again, than that goes back Obi-Wan to putting does. ranch dressing on a, sh- a shit sandwich because look, <laughs> You, they tried to do it with Boba Fett. We're gonna bring back Boba Fett. They bastardized that. The community turned on him. We're gonna, do, we're gonna give you, you know, Obi Wan. The community kind of turned on him. Then they said, okay, what's one character that we can go to that people hold in high regard that we can still tell a story with? And they go, oh well, we're gonna go. Oh, well, Rogue One was a huge success. Okay, well, we already know what happened in Rogue One. What's one character we can expand upon in Rogue One that nobody really knows about? Cassian Endor. So they're they're yeah. trying to to go back to that well to pay to play that safe game. But that's what gets you back into Star Wars. Do you, well, you don't need that... that story. You don't need his story. You know his story. I, what I we don't know. A better story I, to have the girl and her I dad. I don't know his story. I know his end. I don't know how he gets there. It, it's the same thing that every franchise does with a prequel, ever since the since the dawn of cinema. Right? I feel like We've the problem prequels. Yeah, but like, what if we had more Bakta Tank flashback scenes? Would that make it better? Well, no, it just. <laughs> like, I don't I just think Star it's Star Wars it's really Jedi's and Sith, but like, it's just like I want new stories in Star Wars. I don't want a retelling of. Uh, I don't want to be like, oh well, it's like an episode of Family Guy. Remember that time when? So like, Cassian or Andor is a giant episode of Family Guy. Remember that time before I went after the Death Star plans? Like that's what Cassian Endor is. I don't need to. I don't care. I know his finish. I don't need to know. Yes, yeah, you know. I, I know. We know completely. how he got to his end by what happens in Rogue One. I don't need yeah. to know how he gets up to the point of Rogue One. That's it's not made for you, Matt. I think that's just kind of. I made. disagree completely. I mean, I, I think do too. the writing. I think the writing is superior to Obi Wan. I think the performances outside of Ewan McGregor are superior in in andor i think that the climax in andor is superior to obi-wan because apparently it feel like sells him cardi west in the form of star wars it, it doesn't feel like it was pigeonholed i also feel like that this movie yes you're right it takes something that we already know the end of this character but nothing about this show feels like it's pandering to anybody 
to like. I just don't think it belongs in A. I think it's B at best for Andor. You but can't say that because you've only watched two episodes. I can say that because if I'm going to keep Obi Wan in C, and I could actually finish Obi Wan, that says a lot. The Obi Wan doesn't belong not in A. Good dude, the writing was bad. The dialogue was bad. The even the even the transition like. What I'm saying is, Dude, is how it's different than what you just said. Andor is so Star Wars, like just so Star Wars that they even made it to where it starts in a cantina. There's you have your cantina troubles. Like that's it's so like spoon fed to Star Wars fans to want to no, like it. That I feel like, like oh, yes, maybe that first episode to get you hooked, but nothing since then, dude. Yeah. That maybe that first episode, but but I'm telling you, dude, like it is so much better written and better performed. I, and did, I can't take directed. your word for like, it when you sat here for three weeks. Like, what we'll the take fuck everybody in the on? chat. Someone explain. Someone explain Andor take, to me. Someone explain it, no, Andor to me. No, so, what I wanted to explain. I'll leave there, it. At, I feel I like it should be a B. Everyone else I, says A. That's fine, but I feel like it should be a B, man. If like, we can, if we can put it at a B, I'll be happy. If it's at a B, then then I mean, that's too low. But, at a C. but I'm arguing Obi Wan's a B and Andor's an A. So you just want to move them. But I don't like, think Obi Wan's. I a want B. the same distance between them, just one tier higher. But here's the thing, Obi-Wan's dude. Like you're taking what I said, and kind of, kind of, skewing it a little bit, because what I said was they're talking about certain things that I think you have to have a back knowledge of. You're just saying that, that today, I don't. Before, no, before I you said were, that from the day. You said you don't no, know. I said that. I was. I, I wish that Ish was Ish. I said that to Ish, dude, and we have text messages to prove it. I said that to Ish. There's certain terminology that they're using, and there's certain things that they're talking about. What you say to Ish behind understand. the scenes, you can't. You can't use on the show. You were in yourself. It was. But all right, I'll leave it that way. But I'm. I'm saying. I think Obi Wan needs to go up one. I don't. I agree. What you think it should go up on, or you think it should stay where it's at? Stay where it's at. I don't feel like they were that different between the two of them. I don't feel like a whole gap. Well, I don't know the two of them because now we're putting in Boba Fett that I wish I never watched. Uh, maybe. All right, all right, go ahead. Maybe a B. All right, I'm sorry, I have to change my mind. You you see what I'm saying? Like Boba Fett, I wish was stricken from my memory. Obi Wan at least had me kind of into it. And Andor, like I would totally go watch Andor again. I have to say, there there is very few as big a Star Wars fan as I was growing up. The prequels fell way short, and anything except Rogue One and The Mandalorian has fallen way short. So I just feel like this is a prequel to Rogue One, like, and I don't think that it that's... is. But they could have told many different, better stories than, than this we one. Don't I mean, need it, a, yeah. Why do we no, need a prequel to a prequel, perfect, dude? Do you watch the cartoons though, JP? Like, did those fall no, short too? I didn't watch those. The, are incredible. I. I I never thought those were canon, so I didn't watch them. Like, because oh, I, but, but I know they are. But at the time, I was like, "What's the Star Wars cartoon?" Because uh, I didn't. I watched the Ewok special back in like 1985, and thought, "Uh oh, this isn't something." I should watch. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Clone Wars is great. Rebels is too. Yeah, I'm not interested in the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, you're missing out on some great content, but that's that's all good, man. Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel's a C in my book. Uh. Maybe that's uh, no, a C. C and it's better than Moon Knight. 
Yeah. I think it's a B. It's better than Moon Knight. Well, oh, shit. I think it's B. Thor is the one that keeps coming back. It's better than, to me than Boba Fett. It's better yeah. than Moon Knight. Thor is rated too Nick high. Thor. That's our problem here. Maybe Thor no. should be a D. I think Thor be. was better than Miss Marvel. See, Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel, I enjoyed it except for the little shoehorn that they did about the mutant thing. Like I like her. Go ahead. I think Miss Marvel's problem is they spent too much time focusing on her family and not enough time. I, I just feel like Miss Marvel wasn't girl. made for anybody that's in this, you know, podcast See, right but now. But I, I enjoyed it. It was like, made for younger kids. Yeah. I look. Cardi West says B. Yeah, I agree. my favorite part was when the dad was dressed up like the Hulk. I thought that was awesome. The problem that there's there's two main problems I have. The mutant thing is a huge one. The second thing is I don't understand why they have to team her up with Captain Marvel. Like that to me, when that movie comes out, it might cheapen the show for me. Then you don't read the com. You, you're not familiar with the comics. Then I'm not familiar like... with Miss Marvel in the comics yeah. whatsoever. But at the at the end of that last episode, when Captain Marvel, like they do the little swap or whatever, it just seemed weird to me. Well, yeah, she's, I... she's a huge fan of her. That's why. I well, think I understand I'm that. Agree with B actually. Now that I'm looking at like the tears here, I liked Miss Marvel more than Moon Knight. Moon Knight was just kind of uh, Thor was bad. I think I think Boba Fett still ranks too low, but Miss Marvel is is better than Moon Knight and Thor, so I, I think, think B is appropriate. Appropriate, yeah. So now I'm having a tough time with Black Adam. Oh, that's Black a, Adam's a B to me. See, back uh, in the comics, says Miss Marvel that grew up in the life of an immigrant. That's cool. They had that, to pair her because uh, Bree. Sourface Sour can't carry another Captain Marvel movie alone. <laughs> I don't know. Her costume Black. looked pretty. She looked pretty darn awesome in that. Black Adam. Dude, Black Adam's got to be a B. I think it's a B. I'd watch it over Morbius. I'd watch it again over She-Hulk. I'd watch it again over me. everything in the sea except for maybe Thor. Yeah, but dude, it was way like Black Panther was way better than Black Adam. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Like I, I don't. I, I don't. Think I walked so. out of Black. I might be in the minority when it comes to Black Panther, but I walked out. And Anna even said she didn't like the first Black Panther and liked this one. Like I walked out. I felt like it was a bit long, but that's really my only my only. But Jim I like Dillon more dialogue-driven shit. I've realized than you guys do. <laughs> well, see, what I'm struggling. Says Black Adam feels B. B feels right. Yeah. I, you put I, it in the same tier as fucking Batman. Oh no, B. No, sorry, Batman is A. We added a thing. I got confused for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> it says the guy that wanted to add another tier at C minus. <laughs> I, I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> I just I like dialogue heavy stuff. Black Panther kind of fit that mold for me. Like I didn't need a bunch of action in Black Panther. I wanted something that was more emotionally grounded, which it delivered for me. I agree with Joe. Black Adam. Black Adam. Movie. Yeah, it's a mid-tier. I agree. Black but for Adam, this year, it's better than some of the other ones. Black Adam, like, I just go back to what Matt said earlier. It feels like The Rock playing The Rock who's playing Black Adam. Like, it just, 
nothing about it feels pivotal in my opinion like nothing about it like did i mean dr fate was cool was not uh uh hawkman was pretty awesome in that um see and i thought hawkman was kind of a cheap ripoff of tony stark <laughs> in that movie I like thought they he even gave they yeah. even gave his helmet the same iron man swishy thing or whatever like how is, is that how is that a hawkman is in the comics he's rich and has i don't remember toys. him like that yeah oh i don't remember his suit being like that though no his suit's not like that but i think pierce brosnan alone his performance of dr fate makes this movie a b he was awesome and i think the action sequences were pretty fun in this like the story was bad the villain was awful like awful but yeah, I agree with it. But it was, but it was, it was a fun time, man. You know, it was. So use those arguments of what you're saying about Black Adam, like, and tell me why Black Panther shouldn't be rated higher. It's t- uh, and that's fair. Here's why Black Panther can't be rated higher. It's because Batman's an A, and Black Panther is not as good as the Batman. <laughs> that's my main reasoning. Otherwise, Bat Black Panther is better than Black Adam by a good amount it's definitely better than miss marvel i can't tell what that other movie is on there but super than pets oh that's an age there's doctor strange and then there's another one there that's kenobi Obi-Wan. oh kenobi oh yeah i think Kenobi's way better than anything on this b list but i understand i got overruled on that so i don't know it's it's tough for me like wakanda forever is slightly better actually no, i think i like doctor strange better but wakanda forever is better than black adam like it is better so maybe but is it that much better to me i don't oh. think it's that much better I feel like it falls in between by a pretty like by a pretty equal distance. It falls in between Batman and Black Here, Adam. Here's Black why Panther I'm gonna keep it to me. And I'm gonna give you some knowledge right here. All right, ready? Oh I wanna nice. hear the knowledge. I said, and JP has called me out on it several times now. <laughs> I said I will not see Black Adam because of the rock. I saw Black Adam. I have still yet me mr i gotta see the marvel movies every day every, whenever they come out on thursdays have still not seen dude Black but that's Panther, not fair you got nor... married when it came out <laughs> okay but that that was two weeks ago i still have not seen it nor am i rushing out to see it it's worth a watch dude i so it's not wait till it comes out on disney plus that's what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna uh, i'm I'm waiting for Lance to get his homework done early tomorrow so that he and I can go see it again tomorrow night. I really I, want to go see I it. I saw movie. a movie I said I would never see, and I've still a movie I was interested in. I still have not gone to see. So I'm just I gotta say that for me it evens out to be. So okay, I, hey, I, I wasn't on the review, so I want to give some brief thoughts about Wakanda Forever. I thought Namor, and I know he's not comic accurate, and some people have issues with him. I thought he was an amazing villain. I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought he was good too. I thought some of the action sequences with him were really cool. And I thought the second act, probably because it focused so much on Namor or Namor, as they said Namori. in the movie. Namore, yeah. I thought the second act was amazing. Like I was watching that and saying, I don't want this movie to end. And then it fell apart in the third act. There's some stuff that happens in the third act that I was just like, Eh. And then there were like plot points that they set up that didn't go anywhere. My name is Nimmore because no one will control me no more. <laughs> you know, you're you're no, not he's super far him. off, but <laughs> Nimmore should never bend the knee. But the, the but the but the 
the explanation they gave as to why he did that makes total fucking sense. Never how they defeated him. Bend the knee. Max. There's a difference. Which I'm not giving any huge him. spoiler because but how how they defeated him. No, how they defeated him was fine. There were other things that just in the third act it just kind of fell apart. There His were arrogant. He bended the knee because he was he was he was. Listen, this is the guy. Namor is a guy that stole Reed Richards' chick. All right, he stole Sue Storm from Reed Richards. This name more is not a suit, a guy that Sue Storm would want to bang out. So I don't know. I'm just saying. He's, he's I don't pretty know, ripped. Dude. He's pretty, pretty awesome. Charming. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Never bend the knee, bro. I I disagree. Like I didn't even think Namor was that cool in the comics. <laughs> so I don't know. I I always thought he was Spock with with an speedo. <laughs> so, you know, I I love the like Mayan culture. <laughs> I, I like the like Central American culture stuff in there. I I, I, I really like I you know living in Arizona, being around a lot of Central Americans, I thought it was kind of cool to see that like representation in there. I thought he was a great character. I thought the actor did a wonderful job with it. I I, I, I want to watch the movie again, but I remember walking out and I said to my brother, the first act started kind of slow. The opening scene, like that, was a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, was awesome. Like that, that I had me into emotional. It was very emotional. It was really, really good. And then the movie was kind of slow. The second act I thought was gold. And then the third act, when they've got you know the Black Panther and some stuff going on there, it just the Black Panther wasn't believable at all. And there was just the third. The third act just kind of fell flat for me. I see. My thing is, is that I look at the cards that were stacked up against them. You know, they lost their main star and had to come out with a movie and explain where their main star was gone. It was basically like an origin movie again. And and yeah. if you look at it from that standpoint, as far as an origin movie is concerned, right? You're starting fresh at this point. Like you're getting yeah. reacquainted with this character. It's one of the better origin movies. I don't know if I agree with that, but I, I did. I liked it a lot. I really liked it. I I have been significantly disappointed in Marvel this year. I liked Doctor Strange. I didn't really like Miss Marvel. Didn't like right. Thor. Didn't like Joe Dillon. I don't care about the changing backstories, but the idea you never wanted your people to be slaves because of a Spanish conquerors. But then dude, you went it, and bent the knee to a monarchy. It explains at the, the end like that it was tactical. It was tactical. He even explains it at the but end. But that's tactical bullshit because the real Namor would never bend the knee to this make sure Wakanda protects him. No, it, it's it not matter. It. Like it's not shouldn't... about making sure Wakanda protects him. That's not it. That's what and it's not, it and it's not about no, submitting to Wakanda. It's not submitting to Wakanda. It's not about them protecting them. He sees it as the ability to basically join their two kingdoms to defeat the rest of the world. He sees it as tactical. He's playing the long game. He sees it as tactical that he think he's still like his original, his original uh, motivation was these people came down here. They're going to enslave us again. We need to defeat them. And the only people that are even equal to us because they also have a branium are the Wakandans. So we're going to partner with them and we're going to defeat the entire planet. We're going to defeat everybody on land. So there's one people on land and there's one people in the sea. Then by the end of the movie, he says, see, now, like, I got the partnership that I wanted. So it's almost like he won to an extent because he got exactly what he wanted. 
they're not going to war yet, but he still thinks a war is coming. And he's and he thinks that because of this, him and Wakandan are going to be fighting alongside together. Yeah, that's true. like I, I, I think I think Joe's Dolan missed the point, dude. Yeah, I guess I'm glad it wasn't an a-hole. I I like Yeah, I I think they did this beautifully because, like I said, I never really liked him in the comic books. I I like this. I think that's a solid tier. Hey, can you save this? Because I want to post it on Facebook and see if we get people agree. Sure. Yeah. Or you can just minimize it and do it later. Yeah, I'm going to do that because I'm not saving shit. So, um, um, what are we talking about next? Uh, time for movie reviews. It is. It is time for movie reviews. The slideshow. Womp womp, forgive me for lost wow. the slideshow. Wow, where's the slideshow? I lost it. You sound like Owen Wilson for a second. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, do it. I have a little bit of a cold, so my nasally is sounding way more well, nasally. While you figure <laughs> that out, I'm going to show you guys my Black Friday movie oh, haul. Wow, 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 wow. Did you I buy got, a lot of movies? I did, because they were on sale, man. I got No Way Home. You didn't got... own that before? Uh, well, I won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But I didn't have the physical copy. The King's Man. No Time to Die. Great James Bond movie. I got the Amazing Spider-Man collection in 4K because I'm a Oh, I didn't know that was that. How much was that? 15 bucks. Where's that and at? Best Buy, Amazon, everywhere. Oh, shit. And, I'm uh, it right now. And then the Batman. 10 bucks for the Batman. This one's nice. nice. Best Amazing right Spider-Man collection. Yeah. For fourteen ninety nine with the digital copies and everything, I got I gotta own the you know the Spider Man movies on four K disc, man. Gotta have they that. have the four K nine film collection for sixty eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. So is this what you guys are about to review? Is the holiday special? Yes. Did you not watch it? I have not watched it, so I think I might peace out because I I want to watch it. And Joe Dolan said, "How did you feel about the King's Man?" I'm very mixed on that. I like the series as a whole. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give my thoughts on the King's Man. So I liked it. I went into it thinking it was going to suck. Um, like the trailers did not have me sold. But you know, that's a common thread with the Kingsman movies for me. I remember seeing the uh, original Kingsman trailer and I thought this movie looks stupid. I don't want to see it. And then Queen Creek opened up their movie theater and it was like their opening weekend. I really wanted to go see a movie and it was the Kingsman or Cinderella. So I chose Kingsman <laughs> and I loved it. It's one of my favorite spy movies ever. Um, so I would say the original Kingsman is by far the best. I think the Kingsman is probably the second best of the three movies that have come out. And then Golden Circle is the third. But I like all of them. I think they're all a good time. I don't know what you think about them, Joe, but I thought the Kingsman was, uh, it was good. It was good fun. And there were some emotional scenes, you know, uh, about halfway through the movie. And some fun action, some good comedy. I thought I thought the first one was really good. The second one drops off a little bit, but, and I thought this one was better than the second one. Yeah, so we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. The first one's still the best. By, by a lot. 
yeah that movie but, gets gets my blood pumping the action the, the comedy the characters the heart oh it's so good so good. i didn't feel like this one was as ridiculous though as the first two do, do you um it was ridiculous in some ways the russian villain was pretty ridiculous but like well yeah that but what i'm saying is like the first two had like ridiculous like kill scenes like for instance um, the second one they put the the guy in the in the meat grinder oh yeah there wasn't the gore was there wasn't as, any of that like it seemed yeah. a little bit more grounded there weren't a bunch reality, of exploding heads like the first yeah, movie. yeah yeah the first two had some ridiculous kill scenes yeah this one didn't have that yeah but i there thought was some Ralph ridiculous Fiends, action but yeah i thought ralph fiends did a really good job yeah is it ralph fiends is voldemort ralph fines or yeah fiends? His name. it's yeah. voldemort right yeah yeah so okay. how long is the guardians of the galaxy holiday special like 45 minutes, minutes 45, 45 minutes, minutes? and right. uh don't rush to see, you don't need to rush to see it <laughs> well i want to watch it i'm going out of town in a couple i'm just days, i'm so. just saying i'm just saying it's not pivotal marvel well stuff. it's either i watch this or i go back to playing gotham knights and that's i don't need to rush to play that either it's fun but it's not. <laughs> oh you should be playing god of war oh, i already beat it <laughs> oh fantastic so I didn't yeah where you been max or matt <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen oh, it either man. jp no yeah, I'm gonna it's not like you today. don't see max uh every week we know what he's doing i know oh, wait, we don't but i thought it'd be i thought it'd be fun to come on i didn't know if you were reviewing Andor. Yeah, you need to defend your your um you need to defend our our shitty ranking. <laughs> well, I was telling I was telling Kelsey as you guys were doing it, I was like, "We're not doing anything. Are you cool if I jump on the podcast?" They're doing one of my favorite things. I love these ranking things, but we only did it every like two months. So, I appreciate you guys letting me come on and uh, crash the show for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely man. Oh, it's good to All meet right, you. Man. Yeah, great to meet you, JP. I'm sure I'll I'll come on again another time. Talk to you guys later. Later. See you. Uh, so can you really give a synopsis about? I mean. Nothing from the other two movies really plays a role. Basically, this movie starts out. It has a little animated clip that says Peter tried to show the other Ravengers what Christmas was. Yondu was not a fan and essentially ruined Christmas for Peter. And now he's really depressed because I'm assuming because Gamora's still missing. He's really depressed and mantis and drax come up with a good idea to give peter the holiday or christmas spirit because he's because um sean gunn's character what's his what's his name uh, in the well i mean it, mohawk now what, what they what's bought name? nowhere so they own nowhere oh they own nowhere so that was pretty big because i didn't even know that they did that like it, that it's never given us any other indication that they ever did that before this right right correct yeah so they own nowhere they bought it from the collector craglin is his name yeah so craglin has told them many stories that peter has told craglin about christmas they understand that peter has an affinity for christmas they think it's going to be the only thing that cheers them up and so they come up with they devise a plan to cheer them up for christmas and it goes wrong and then it goes right (laughs) (laughs) is that good matt it's not a uh, synopsis, but it's yeah. I mean, a synopsis-ish. Yeah, I mean, essentially, they want to get him Kevin Bacon as a present, so they go to Earth to 
basically get Kevin Bacon and hilarity ensues. It's a it focuses more so on Drax and and Mantis than really anybody else. Like the rest of the Guardians are just kind of in the background. Um, it's it's whatever. It was an it was a, a cute little holiday thing that I think they tried too hard on some of the jokes with Drax. Um, but it wasn't. T- it's definitely not as bad as the Star Wars holiday special. But again, it, I don't think it's like <laughs> it was better cool. than that. <laughs> I don't think it's anything like groundbreaking here. My thing was the, so the beginning and the end that it has animated sequences. Um, their company, they're owned by Disney, the largest animation studio in the world, I would argue. You would think the animation would look less like I did this on my high school computer for a class. Yeah. <laughs> that was my only thing. Like, like, why didn't they fucking get like the Disney artists to like make it look good? <laughs> Because it looked really bad. It it was like, oh shit, the scene we filmed didn't work, so we can just animate something, and I'm gonna do it in Adobe Flash real quick. <laughs> yeah, it it was bad. It was cool to hear, you know, Michael Rooker come back as Yondu, you know, because we kind of thought he was done with the role, so that was a really nice way of fitting him in to have him be a part of this thing. Um, but Matt brought up a good point before we started the show. He was saying it seems as if they didn't want to pay Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel and, and Bradley Cooper a ton of money. So they got the two, you know, smaller paychecks from the team to be the focal point of the movie, or they blew their entire budget on Kevin Bacon. I, yeah. I mean, I don't think Dave Batista's commanding a big money as Chris Pratt is or Bradley Cooper or Vin Diesel. Like you've got three bona fide top tier movie stars and then you got dave batista so it's like all right well he's not gonna come in a lot so then we can actually get kevin bacon and you know not have to pay these guys so much money oh and karen gillian i can't forget about karen gillian too yeah she's barely in it too yeah and she's kind of become a bigger name i would say i I would say she's probably commanding a bigger bigger paycheck than dave batista I like how they have Zoe Zadana or Zoe Saldana listed in the as being in it, and she's not in it at all. <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't realize she was in the credits. Yep. She well, she's listed. In, well, she's listed in on IMDb, but she's not in it at all. Oh yeah, it's because IMDb like people can go on there and add stuff. If you have an IMDb Pro account, or I don't know how it works, but it's kind of like Wikipedia. But like, it's like it's a fun little holiday special. It's nothing like groundbreaking, groundbreaking. but although if I you turn it on and you're expecting to see that Groot, he's not in it. <laughs> that one right yeah, there, the Groot, picture, not in Groot's it. Groot's <laughs> been definitely hitting the fertilizer because he's put on some mass. <laughs> I think James Gunn's calls him swole Groot. <laughs> it literally looks like they got Vin Diesel to to get into a Groot costume for this this movie this special. But like uh, you get to see say, oh go ahead man. You get to see uh Gamora or not Gamora but Mantis and uh Drax go to a gay bar in Los Angeles if that excites you. That was funny. 
I was hoping they would Did have it? the Silver Surfer in this one. Use <laughs> him somehow. Are we keeping a tally on how many times JP says, man, I didn't like it because the Silver Surfer wasn't in it. Or they should <laughs> put the Silver Surfer in it. <laughs> it seems to be an ongoing theme. I think JP really wants the Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah. I got these books. I got I to gotta flip these books. <laughs> so it's purely for monetary reasons. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, It doesn't do anything as far as... I mean, so did we find out in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that Mantis's father is Ego? No, that's in... So that, that was, was new. Just dropped in this, yes. So we find out in this, that probably the only pivotal thing going forward is the fact that Mantis and Peter are confirmed siblings. Yeah. Is that um, in the comics? And he tells her... I don't remember that ever... I don't remember that. Was that in the comics, what, Matt? What ego being Mantis that they were father? siblings? That they're siblings. Um, I'm trying to think because Mantis isn't a character I I follow. I think that might be just a change for the series, for the show. Um, well, in the comics, ego isn't Star Lord's dad either is he no ego is not her father yeah it was good i mean the werewolf by night special was way better yeah how come we didn't have werewolf by night on that last list since it oh, was I a special. yeah because it was a special i put it a <laughs> I really like that one. I would I would agree. I would I would say that's probably the best Marvel thing to come out this year. Besides uh Doctor Strange, right? No, it was better than Doctor Strange. <laughs> Werewolf by Nate was definitely S tier. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd even push into S tier, but S tier is like real hesitant to put things in S tier. Which funny is, I, again, back to the Save It Private Ride thing, but the werewolf didn't come out till the end, and he was named in it. So I didn't even, I forgot <laughs> it was actually watching Werewolf by Night. But the character that is the werewolf is in it the whole But I, I forgot once the show started, I'm like, oh, I forgot it was a werewolf show until he shows up at the end. I'm like, oh, that's right. I thought it was more about, uh, you know, Man Thing or whatever, or uh, yeah. uh, what's her name? The girl. Who's it? That's the thing I loved about that, that show the most is how good Man Thing looked. Yeah, yeah. He looked awesome. Where would you put this if we, if this was on the tier? Probably a B. You liked it that much, huh? Well, I'm saying I didn't hate it. I don't think it's like terrible, so I'd probably put about B. What about you, JP? I didn't see this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I would say maybe C or B. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't be mad if it wasn't B. It just kind of forgettable it's just meant to be fun it's not meant to be anything else other than fun right yeah but i was um, expecting a lot more when i watched it like some sort of something you know to get us into guardians the, three 
Oh, I thought you into the holiday spirit, maybe. Some sort of end credit scene of like I don't know the golden people. I forget their names. Watching the midichlorians whole Christmas thing and say, "Hey, it's time to send out the warlock or Adam Warlock or whatever, or Adam Warlock like watching from a distance or something to kind of turn it into Guardians Three because we that's coming out next year, right? Yeah, yeah, something to turn it into that because out of all the properties that we have with Marvel and and like not including the newer ones that we've gotten guardians to me feels to be the most absent as far as what's going on with these people we have a general understanding like ant-man's been dropped a few times like we know he's like doing something like he's always kind of little referenced in a lot of these movies you know that we've had or even in She-Hulk, I think he was referenced. He was referenced in Miss Marvel, if I remember correctly. Well, no, they had uh, Iron Man would kind of get a reference. Thor. Huh? Guardians, they were in Thor, in the Thor movie. In the oh, beginning see, of that Thor. Movie is so forgettable, I fucking forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's I why it should be an A tier. Yeah, in the beginning. I agree but it was with Joe's doing guns projects are always very washable, but his work is starting to feel very similar. Except for Peacemaker. I think Peacemaker is the exception to that rule. But Peacemaker feels very much like James Gunn. It's just they kind of <laughs> let him do what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel with Guardians, he always kind of has this ball and chain. You know? But Peacemaker, they're like, hey, James Gunn, we want you to make the thing that you want to make, and we're going to give you like little to no oversight. Yeah. So that going to make sense? Yeah, Guardians is like the uh, G-rated version of Peace, Peacemaker in a sense, right? So he could, he had no no restrictions on Peacemaker. Plus, he had John Cena, who who was great in that role. I think Chris Pratt does a good job in Guardians, but um, still got the Disney the Disney barrier that he they can't, you know, go too raunchy with it. But not only that, the fact that the they everything has to sort of like flow into this funnel, right? Of of interconnected stories for the most part you can't do anything like for instance if kevin feige has a plan for nova to appear in i don't fucking know eternals or fucking spider-man or whatever and james gunn's like no i want to use nova but kevin feige has a plan for like he has like that umbrella that he kind of has to fall under that whatever kevin feige's parameters that he put in right but with dc like uh, outside of the pg-13 thing outside of everything like that but with DC, they kind of just said, hey, James Gunn, pick a movie you want to make, make it the way you want it, write it the way you want it, and whatever you decide to do, we'll figure out how to fit that stuff in after. Later on. Because okay. they didn't have any idea what they were doing. So it really seemed like he was able to just, he was given to the keys to the car and able to drive it wherever he went. And with Disney, he's kind of like in the passenger seat and can control the radio a little bit. Uh, yeah. But Kevin Feige's driving. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You know what I mean? Yep, yep, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's that's a good good analogy there. I like that. Yep. But all right, well that's our show um for this week, but uh before we end to stop ish from watching the replay and and going like what po- comics did you pick up this week, Matt? Um I got 
some books here to share. Amazing Spider-Man 14, the start of the dark web, which actually houses a new character in it. Have you um, read that yet? I have. You like it? Yeah. Because uh, he looks dumb as fuck on that cover. And it's just the, the way it's drawn. But that's Ben Riley. He looks dope. Uh, ama- Power Rangers Ninja Turtles number two, the Ashcan. So it's kind of a preview of issue one. Um, we're checking out. It's a uh, local comic shop day variant. Runs about 10 bucks. Um, Daredevil number five I picked up. I also picked up another cover for Amazing Spider-Man 14 as it introduces Hollow's Eve, the new character I was talking about. That one looks cool. I like that cover. Um, I also got a Spider-Man number two local comic local local comic shop day variant for Miles Morales. That's nice. I like that cover too. Um, also another Spider-Man 13 local comic shop day variant, and then a Quick Stop local comic shop variant for Hollywood Chronicon. Ooh, I need to go pick up mine for Mish. <laughs> did, did you anybody get the Eminem Spider-Man? No, I don't have FOMO. <laughs> no, I What's just the got... Eminem Spider-Man look like. It's uh, him and Eminem in a rap battle like from eight, eight miles, like eight mile. But it didn't I just got Spider-Man number one like six months ago? They were they yeah. redid it already. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I I was confused. I I don't follow the new stuff unless there's like a cool. Uh, like the variants that you just had, something's cool like that. Yeah, it's kind of cool that cover. It's eighteen hundred dollars on eBay. Yeah, FOMO, dude. People are buying the shit out of it for no reason, just because Eminem's on it. Like, here's something that we should have FOMO on. This is that hammer cool. and lock. I got this for a dollar. It has a signature inside and a, and a guarantee for a buck. You can't beat that at the antique store. <laughs> nice certificate of authenticity. Look at that shit. Here's one here. Newsstand, breed by Jim Starlin. Newsstand, 1993. Nice. What does that mean? You, you've used newsstand a couple times. What does that mean? The uh, oh, the UPC. That means it was bought at a 7-Eleven or a grocery store. Yeah, they have so. direct. They have direct, which is like to a comic shop, um, or brick and mortar store, and then they have newsstand, which would have been sold on like. The streets, or in like a spinner rack in a grocery store, um, things like things like that. They're not so direct to market, so they're not like directly to comic shops. And those are so, more rare. The, the newsstands are more rare now yeah. than they were back. Yeah, all they all they were were newsstands back in the seventies and early eighties. But then, as you get into the nineties and two thousands, they're harder to find. It's mostly comic shops, right? So, so, but but find them in high grade is hard to find any any yeah. time. Because because it's usually somebody bought that for their kid or they've been read or they're pulled off and put on the rack like ripped when you're putting them back. Yeah, it's gotcha. I've never heard that phrase before. Here's a cool, cool uh, cover here. Doom and Kang. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a hot one. Wolverine and Deathlock can't be Deathlock, right? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Wolverine and Punisher. Cool Ghost Rider here. Ghost Rider is still one of my favorite characters. And this is a great cover. Ghost Rider. Oh, I 15. love that. And then my favorite one I got was this Dark Knight. Very nice. So, so. yeah. Joe's Doolin says pre 88 newsstands was more prevalent. Post 88 direct is more prevalent. 
Now pretty much right, everything so, is direct. So if you have a direct from the early 80s, that's probably more rare than a newsstand. Yeah. So, so like right. in 1970, you know, they didn't sell them at comic shops. And if you find one, maybe that makes it worth something. But. But that's it for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. Joe's dueling. Uh, Cardi West, my beautiful wife, Aaron, um, Patrick, uh, Matt. Thank you, Max, for jumping on. Um, thank you, um, Zaggy. Just appreciate Darth Lopez. Appreciate everyone for coming and checking out the show and having a good time. Hope you had a great time. Hope you guys enjoy your holiday weekend. The remainder of it and we'll see you right back here next friday same Peace. absolute geek time same absolute geek channel for more shenanigans we'll see what uh plants and i can argue about next week <laughs> and, what, and see how many times i can tell something a shit sandwich next week until then and silver surfer references from jp yeah sandwich, right. see if we can get jp <laughs> finally man. to to flip that solar server book. But until then. <laughs>